What's up, you crazy homo sapiens? Uh, welcome to episode 50. You made it here with me on this long and perilous journey. Just going to give a couple spoiler alerts right at the end of all this jazz. Um, so you kind of know what the episode is because it's not the normal episode as well. Um, following episode 49, um, it's not all business. We talk. There is some politics at the end, dusted in the end. And the first like 30 minutes is, is like fluff, I, w- I would say. But it was, uh, I had a blast. I absolutely had a blast. And, um, the, it's definitely a crazy podcast, but before we get into all that, welcome to the Brutally Honest Podcast. I am your host, Harrison Barron, and I still can't believe this is episode 50, but if you enjoy the episode, please subscribe to it. It, it genuinely helps the show, um... And if you really do enjoy it, hit that hit that subscribe button and hit that share button. Share it with all your friends. Tell your friends about it. Don't be embarrassed. Everybody's listening to podcasts now. I've actually gotten people who don't listen to podcasts listen to podcasts. And I get thanked all the time because it's an easy way to learn. And it's not... I'm not going to fill your shit up with ads. It's like in the beginning and at the end. That's it. I want you to have all the good content. And I don't cut any of the good juicy stuff out. So... If you enjoy it, subscribe, share. Um, If you really, really do enjoy it, um, feel free to rate it on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud and Stitcher. And with that all being said, the Draft Top giveaway I'm leaving open till Friday the 13th. That is correct. October, Friday the 13th, 2017. I will be picking the winner probably the the following morning, and the winner will get a nice little email um, with the their information or with a notification saying they won so huge thank you to to everybody who's going on there to enter to win brutally under extras it's the first link and the i think you could oh end on the facebook page brutally honest podcast you can go on there and you can enter for your chance to win as well so huge thank you to that huge thank you to Draft Hop for sponsor giveaway. Next up, I want to say uh, thank you to the Hanging Hills Brewing Company for supplying us with some delicious beer. I had a YPA and a, um, I think the Pilsner um, on the show. I'm actually redid the beginning. That's why it's going to be a little stranger than normal. Um, I'm doing the beginning days after. I had already done it, but I had to change some dates and things in there. So I'm redoing it just to give you a little little lowdown information. Um, but huge thank you to them for sending me out some beer. Definitely going to be taking a trip up to Hartford, Connecticut when I find some free time to go up there. Uh, last but not least, I want to say a huge thank you to the Nerds That Care for sponsoring the podcast. Um, Nerds That Care are an IT company located in Bohemia, New York, on Long Island. And they're dealing with everything from... They're dealing with business owners to make sure that their business is safe, secure, and running efficiently. If you need a software or you're having issues with some kind of some kind of software, you know, you're trying to find the next the next one that you're going to need, you can go to them. You can ask them. They'll tell you what you what you need or what you should do um as far as the software comes when it comes to making sure your employees are working as efficiently as possible. Those are the people you can go to to make sure that Google Chrome's opening, their emails are working correctly. Um backups, making sure you're backed up in the cloud in case there is a disaster, whether it's a hurricane that seems to be hurricanes are happening like every day now. Um, whether it's a hurricane, an earthquake, 
uh, the a building catches on fire or whatever a short circuit in the building and your your system fries if it's not protected appropriately at least it's in the cloud where it's where it's safe you know an, an angry employee comes in to vandalize your stuff well at least you got it in the cloud and last but not least a lot of like these three and four letter agencies that the government puts out HIPAA DFS Department of Financial Services all of them they're all coming out with these new regulations and guidelines encryption on laptops encryption in your data so that way if something does happen you're still protected you're not breaking any any codes or anything like that and it'll help reduce the chances of a data breach so these are just things that the nerds of care are dealing with so huge thank you to them and so i just want to give you guys a lowdown on the show even though i kind of said it already the first 30 minutes or so were like a little bit of fluff uh we had a lot of fun on the show you'll see lee shuckman who's a uh she works for Sandler Training. She's a professional sales coach. You'll have Jonathan Carroll on. He he is a vice president of Bradley and Parker, a huge insurance agency. And then you have Joshua Joshua Kreitzman, um, who is a CPA. Um, love them all dearly. And we actually get a guest appearance by James Rocker, the CEO of Nerds That Care, for for a short little bit. He hops on as well. So that's pretty much the show. In the last, we talk about like Colin Kaepernick. And stuff like that. Also, just want to give a quick moment of silence for what happened in Vegas because this was this was recorded like a day or two after. So I'm just making sure. I shouldn't say I'm just making sure. What happened is terribly wrong. Um, what the right course of action would be is probably for it just not to happen. Am I to say what is what should and should not happen? No, but quick little moment of silence for what happened and the families and friends affected by the Las Vegas shooting, because we did talk about that on the podcast. Thanks. Um, and thank you to all our, our servicemen, uh, policemen, um, firemen, EMS, uh, National Guard for Hurricane Harvey and the other hurricanes that have been uh, striking the United States um, and Puerto Rico. So huge thank you to them. Keep up the good work, guys. We the we do su- sincerely. I was going to say severely. Sincerely do appreciate everything that you guys do for us. And I don't think it goes recognized enough um, the hard work and dedication you guys share. And I kind of throw myself into the volunteer fire department category as well. So with all that being said, welcome to episode fifty. Just want to give you a little rundown um, of the show and thank you guys so much. I hope you guys enjoy it, and I'm looking forward to another 50 ridiculously awesome episodes. Now, without further ado, please welcome episode 50. Yeah. Oh, it's on. Oh, yeah, we're ready. Oh, we're rocking. We're done. That's it. Awesome. This is good Awkward stuff. Awkward silence. <laughs> Two gi- three gigantic personalities and one quieter gigantic personality. We got three high eyes and an IS. All right? You're an IS. I'm an IS. Listen, really? yeah. I'm not high. I would never. You're a high eye. You're a very high eye. We could get high. I have brownies. No. All right. Edibles. Mm. I guess we could. <laughs> <laughs> Delicious. They are brownies, too. Ooh, brownies you might... are the best. Oh. Those are my favorite. 
chocolate brownies. So I had a I had somebody give me brownies the other day as like a thank you, but they put walnuts on it, and oh. I'm allergic to walnuts. Oh. And I was like, thanks for trying to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> so did they know about this allergy? <laughs> Not fit to be fair, no. I would have laughed so hard if they were like weed brownies, and then you ate a bunch, and you're just. And then a vegetable for the rest of the thought day. You had, thought you had like a major allergic reaction. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That'd, That's be ter- <laughs> That'd be terrible. What an easy way to kill somebody. It's like, oh, eat these brownies. There's your, your, you can't have them. Oh, what's in them? Oh, it's just some stuff. Some poison. Don't worry for your about body. it. Just taste it. It's good. Oh, good. Awesome. Yeah. So I'm allergic to walnuts. Just so you all know that. So in case you want to off me, you mm. can go ahead and my tongue will get itchy and. And I'll be unhappy. <laughs> I'll be very sad at you. Sad? Yeah. Uh, well, I don't. I don't die. I don't like go to asphyxiate or anything. I uh, just, my tongue gets itchy, and that's it. That's gonna be miserable. Oh, that's not yeah, it's not fun. You don't spend like three hours on the bowl. <laughs> <laughs> I do that anyway. So, <laughs> you know, I have a very uh, regular. I'm very regular. I don't know about you guys, wow. but I'm pretty there, good. Huh? Well, you know, what else are we, we were talk doing about? so good. We're like, oh, what happens if a client brings you something that's get morally unethical to sitting on the bowl for an hour, for a half hour? Listen, you got to go where the conversation takes you, right? I mean, you just you just go in that direction. No, I nobody mean... else wants to chime in. All right, fine. I'm gonna pass. Oh, actually, phone. speaking of that. I don't know if you saw. Yeah, I saw. You I'm must... not blind. <laughs> so Catherine actually bought that for me. Uh, we uh, Josh doesn't know Catherine. No. Catherine Dean. But she bought me a lovely roll of toilet paper because me and Jonathan and Josh oh my God, that's hysterical. have gone on about which way the toilet paper is supposed to go. And it is actually hung the right way. It, it's actually... F- when I put it up, I go, the funny thing is when I'm not paying attention, Josh is going to run in here and swap it. And see how long it takes me to realize that it's the wrong way. No, I wouldn't do that to you. I wouldn't do that. Well, after That's I was nice. here, after I was here last time, I actually bought um, <clears throat> Harrison a uh, corkboard. He did. He did. And, which I was noticing. And What's up? Come on in. I also noticed it smashed in the corner. You want to grab a chair? You can come hang out with us for a little while. Yep. What All happened right. in there? Hi. What happened to the corkboard? What uh, did you do to my corkboard? Uh, so I put it up, but it came with these like little sticky things. So I put them all up over the wall. They're all underneath it now. And I'm like, all right. And I'm like forcing against the wall. I'm like really trying to make sure it sticks. And uh, I'm like, ah, oh, you know, I'm a little uneasy about it. You know, if it comes with like these six little stickers or whatever, it was eight little stickers. I'm like, all right. I'm hoping that it's enough to keep it up there. And I'm like really trying to push to keep it, keep it up there. And it fell. And and the edge. It Why didn't you edge. use a push pin? I mean, that's what goes in. You could have used a big you, long push pin to hold the cork board up. That. Well, that na- well, bad. now I have screws in there, so it's not coming down. When we actually start this recording, you should have a better story. Well, we've already started. Oh, all right. Well, good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I noticed your toilet. Forever paper. alone. That's nice what you did to you know. Just so, so you know, can we talk about this toilet paper thing one last time? That's it. Okay. Just so you understand, do you have cats? Does no, anybody here have cats? Josh you have cats? Floor. Okay. Uh. So when you have cats, you have to understand that... My cats don't use toilet paper. <laughs> I just want to... Well, I've never seen there. a cat That's use toilet paper. That's because your cats are from the city, and city cats are <laughs> disgusting. We right. have my cats, cats are from classy Suffolk right. County. And my cat's right. also a Gentile. That's right. You have, Goy- <laughs> you have Goyim cats. Right. <laughs> my cat doesn't uh, turn Which on lights or anything on Shabbos. A, I'm going to need a lesson on the difference between Goyim and, and Gentile, but that, you can go with that for now. Goyim is is a gentile. That's what we we call we call you 
gen- goyim, well, but Gentiles. In both respects, allow me to apologize. I'm no, sorry. no, you don't have to apologize for being a goyim. It's cool. <laughs> you can't help it. <laughs> it's just, uh, you know, in, in, it's inherent in you. All right, so what does the cat have to do with Classy the, cats the... use toilet paper. Cla- Classy cats use toilet paper. And it's very difficult for their paws to reach over. They have to reach under and grab the toilet paper. Uh, I gotcha. James Rocker's coming in to hang out with us, too. I like this. That's actually, not, that's actually not true. So the cats will lean on the toilet paper to play with it. And if it's over, mm-hmm. the toilet paper goes over, they will pull it, and it will unravel. But if it's under, the cat can't do that. Lean on the toilet paper and stretch it and pull oh. down. So if you have cats... And you have the toilet paper going over instead of under. The cat will reach up, pull on the toilet paper, oh, so and then it won't it'll unroll the whole damn thing in your bathroom. And you come uh, home, and you have a whole unrolled thing of toilet paper. And the cat will poop on the floor. So both of those things will happen. But that's my, only my cat poops in the shower. Goyim, cats. goyim cats. <laughs> this is what they do. Uh, is, you think you think cats in Poland did that? You think in the ghetto they they pooped in the shower? <sighs> I thought we were coming in and talk about business, but we just talked about shit. We and are. Cower shit and well, that's doing your business shit and and toilet paper now. So, in a in an effort of a for to provide a shameless plug, I am preparing a uh, fall networking event Ooh, uh, that I will be having at Blackstone, of course, probably on a Monday night. And uh, if anyone's interested, they should email me, and I can uh, include them on the invitation uh, after a brief, you know, interview. But it's uh, Jay Carroll at BradleyDashParker.com. What uh, what day? Nice. Selfless plug. For, uh, a Monday night. I don't know the date yet. I'm I'm still working it out because I've emailed people like you and some of my other friends to ask them if what date's going to be good for them, and uh, <laughs> generally we end up with you know lesser base. I must be now. thirty forty people, and, and it's a little bit of networking and a lot of fun with amongst friends. And I want more people that are friends, I'm not really worrying so much about growing our business. Cool. Sounds like fun. The rest comes natural. Right. What's the date on that? Uh, for the fourth time. I, w- I missed that. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be on a Monday in November. In uh, what, do you know what Monday? Uh, <laughs> before Thanksgiving. Do you after, have a social security number that you want to share? Uh, my social security number is 050. <laughs> something, something, something. 1-800-LIFELOCK. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that guy plasters his social security number on the bus, and, and his secu- and his apparently his information has been hacked like three dozen <laughs> yeah, times. No, exactly. yeah, he and offers a million dollars. His credits in the toilet. <laughs> oh my yeah, god! Done deal, done. Yeah, he's probably set though. Done. Not he's set. Right? Thing. Who cares? Well, you can't. You know, now that that thing with Equifax happened, it's it's all over. Forget <sighs> it. Nobody's safe. Yep. Hey, you can't say that. You're in the nerds of care. We protect our clients. We actually did a. Dark web scan the other night of one of our clients, or new clients, I should say. Yeah, becoming a client. And we're not going to m- mention their name, but uh, we found some juicy information on the dark web that uh, is not good. Wow. So About uh, this person? Just about, about their company. people at the company, passwords that are, that are wow. out there. So mm-hmm. if, you're, uh, if you're curious about it, is my information out there and being sold on the dark web, we can do a dark web scan and uh, check some stuff out. Wow. That's freaky. Yeah. I'm sure there's a ton of stuff on me because yeah. I go on those sites that you're not supposed to yeah, go on to. And the crazy thing is that usually companies like charge you to tell you what's going on with your personal stuff. Mm-hmm. But James is so happy to dig into the dark web on you. <laughs> he actually rewards you if he finds like naked pictures of you. Send nudes. <laughs> Send nudes. 
That was. Uh, I'm still so sad that died out so fast. What's that? The so like it was like. <laughs> I mean, like the chomp. You, you, you have to be like. I guess you kind of have to be a millennial. But there was this huge thing where it was like. They, people would do things and it would always say like send nudes so it would be like oh drop my beer on the floor and it would be like somebody would write like send nudes and like ketchup or something like that or like oh just got my burger from the restaurant and it would say send nudes no you never seen it no oh, that's cool you know you could type it. whatever you want on Google and then just click on images <laughs> I'm curious to know what comes up when you, say, when you Google whatever send nudes you, want. you know what comes up when you Google send nudes and you do the images it's a hamburger and written in ketchup it says send nudes that's what comes up Probably, which is amazing. <laughs> no, the best is the uh, the military guys. September, Echo, oh, November, Delta. That's an aviation yeah. alphabet, right? Yeah, and they and they spell out send nudes, but they yell out the whole thing. There's actually a, an even better thing with pilots, where there are uh, the federal government tracks your plane as it flies over uh, wherever. No, so you could see a trail of your plane. It draws a line on a map. Hold up. So, well, <laughs> yes. You want to get, so, nudes. You wanna get, get crazy? Send nudes. How about pictures of a uh, of a of a stormtrooper's helmet yeah. drawn no. out uh, over over Nebraska or penis pics? And penis pics like are funny when you see them, but when you see the, the stormtrooper helmet, when you see the stormtrooper helmet, like all bets are off. Like people draw sick things in the sky on the FAA data. Yeah. Like Spaceball's uh, dark helmet. Exactly. Yeah. What he said. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I would have never guessed that. You want to hear some crazy hacking stuff about airplanes? Sure. You sure? Yeah, why not? Jonathan's a pilot. So the way that airplanes communicate with air traffic control is a, is a, uh, a very prehistoric type of communication. And it's all... Like, that, sem- like semaphore? I, I don't know what that is. That's the lanterns, the light... They flash the light at each yeah, other. Yeah, it's somewhat similar to that. And the communication is so uh, not so insecure that all the, all, the, all the traffic that communicates from the air traffic control to the airplane is, is fully readable if you were to essentially sniff the airwaves, which I know sounds crazy. But there are people that actually you can set up an antenna in your house and with some sophisticated software, you can actually make planes appear fake planes appear in the sky. And if you make a fake plane appear in the sky too close to a real plane that's in the sky, the the plane is smart enough to perform its countermeasures and could obviously be a very, very bad bad day for those people on that plane. So you can back, so what I'm saying is you can make a fake plane appear in the sky that pings off of other planes. So when planes get too close to each other, they actually know how far away they are and if they get too close then then they, you know, they'll redirect, and the, the computer will change their direction, altitude, whatever, so they don't collide, and that's basically how they they talk to each other. Uh, I don't know the protocols and such off the top, but uh, it's called ADSB. But yeah, right, okay. that's what you're describing. Yeah, yeah, so it's pretty wild. So it's, uh, you know, there's a whole DefCon. Uh, if you you could actually YouTube a whole DefCon. Uh, if you go onto YouTube, just Google that, and uh, you can you can actually watch the guys talk about how. It's done, and, and it's pretty scary. Now stuff. that we've got the attention of the NSA, do we want to talk about say, I gotta go spending CC, money? Or i got to go cancel my flight. I'll terrorism or anything else? <laughs> uh, well, we'll take a second. RIP to Las Vegas. Well, Las Vegas yeah. isn't dead. 
No, just 50 people. That was insensitive. Oh. 59. Yeah. Oh, 50? Yeah. What? That's insensitive? Yeah. To say Las bit. Vegas is not dead. That was Las Vegas bit. isn't dead. The man's trying to give a homage, and, yeah. you got it, and you're minimizing. I don't think I'm minimizing. I think we this just... Is getting, this is getting dirty in here. I'm going to Lee's, not, Lee's <laughs> nodding her head. She's nodding her head. Yeah, I tend to do straight. I feel bad. That's I feel terrible. Bad. Oh, I feel There's terrible for those people. people. That's terrible. Yeah. It's horrible. It's it is horrible. horrible. I'm not minimizing the... The damage that's being caused, uh, but I think it's unfair to say that Las Vegas is dead. It's probably the safest place in the world right now because of the security and Currently, everything that's yeah, going on. But still and, sad. But it's sad, but this you know what? This room is the safest place. You know what? Preventable. <laughs> but you know what? Preventable. Preventable. How so? Uh, well, you know, if you don't sell assault weapons to people, then uh, you can't use assault weapons to kill people. So how about that? What would you do with all these assault weapons that are I was going to say, first of all, what it's about... Not, not my place to say. Oh, so you just start a thought. Yeah, so just, just start in the fire. And exactly. Just leave the details to someone else. You got that I right. Uh, I would have been expecting... I'm a true politician. How about if I just arm everyone with an assault rifle? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that yeah. works. 18 years old, here's an assault rifle. Yeah, yeah, why not? Why not cannons? Uh, only, RPGs. Only well, actually, we we, we actually need <laughs> nukes. Everybody gets a nuke. I want R- grenade launcher like double RPGs seven. Because the Second Amendment exists for only one purpose, and that's to stop the federal government from taking our rights from us. Mm-hmm. So yeah, why not like catapults? Why don't we just use those? Those won't work against RPGs. <laughs> I heard there's a major there's a major security hole with uh, casinos in Las Vegas, and and to speed up what I'm saying is. If you get into the hotel, you make your way to your room, you do what you got to do. If you have a car, I understand that uh, this guy basically had uh, the guns in his car, was able to uh, take it out of the suitcase after he had checked in and everything and made its way upstairs, bypassing all types of security and such. So major security hole with parking garages and hotels and such. Oh, I believe it. It's definitely too I figured, I actually thought you were going to say like bulletproof windows. Like, so people couldn't break the windows to get out and shoot everybody. <laughs> well, I mean, you'd like to think that it doesn't have to come to bulletproof windows so people don't have to, you know, break windows to shoot other people. Right. I mean, I think I think there could be some common sense middle ground mm-hmm. here when it comes to, uh, you know, prevention of p- certain people purchasing weapons. All but, right. You know, I don't want to get anybody upset over here. Who's upset? It's all right. You just pissed <laughs> off. I said I don't want to get everyone so followers upset. Now. Did I? Because I, I said Las Vegas. Because I said Las what? Vegas isn't dead. Three thousand. That pisses people yeah. off. That I said Las Vegas isn't dead. No, you know we've no. Talk, we've talked long and hard about the the politically correct environment we're in, and and he was trying to give a homage to the people that died, and because he was too vague in his statement, you jumped all over Vegas not being dead, but everybody knew that wasn't what he meant, except for you. And well, for I'm one sorry. Time, I'm a very literal person. <laughs> right, exactly. For one time, we were still a little too literal. Who cares? And as far as uh, the gun laws and everything, we obviously we disagree, but we're still friends and love each other. And who cares? Speaking of Vegas, I was uh, I went to Aruba this past weekend, and uh, I watched the movie uh, on a plane called The House with Will Ferrell, where they set up this whole this whole casino in his buddy's house. Absolutely hysterical. One of the one of the funniest movies I've seen in a while. Is you got to go check it out. A little good plug to my buddy Will Farrell. He just, he just he just texted me actually. Did he? That's yeah. good. I wish I had famous people I could just text all the time. I actually been meaning to see that movie, so I, now it's back on my list. And I did run into Ice T, and this is actually a really funny story. I told you guys before we started recording, but but uh, it's a, it really sums up my day. I'm having a really really stressful day with some personal stuff that's going on in my life that I don't want to talk about right now. Unless someone's got a hundred dollar bill, um, and <laughs> I do actually, <laughs> and but I'm at um, 
Blackstone Steakhouse. <laughs> and James. I'm not taking right. your money. I'm at Blackstone Steakhouse, and um, who rolls up but but Ice T and Coco, and they're there. There's a bunch of photographers, and they're there to do some Photoshop on some photo shoot with some car or something like that. And uh, I go, uh, all right. So I walk over to Ice T. I go, hey man, can I can I get a picture with you? And he goes, yeah, no problem. And and the reality is, I really just wanted a picture with Coco and I. And he, like, was a gentleman, and he took the picture with me. And him and I take the picture, and Coco walks away. And and uh, that's like the – like, it's something nice, but eh, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> it's not exactly what you wanted. Right. It was right. cool, but it wasn't the right. coolest it could have been. I don't want to di- disrespect the guy and be like, bro, I don't really give a shit that you're here. Can I get a picture with Coco? Yeah. Well, I mean, is she hot, Coco? Do you know what she who she is? Oh, you missed what I said. Think about it. Is she hot, Coco? I'm just, uh, I'm, uh, well Jeez. done. Well done with the hot chocolate. I remember you said you're not impressed by famous people at all. So I'm I know. Even, I'm surprised I, they even went I, out because, for a picture. Because I really just wanted the picture with Coco because I think that she's a piece of ass. Got it. She's right. got a lot of it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> she definitely does. You know, when I think of Ice-T, I think, of, I think it's either uh, insurance commercial, uh, maybe, maybe it's Geico or something. It's like... Iced tea at a lemonade stand? That's confusing. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> Holy shit. That's like a great. That it's like we great. talked about that right before like the show. we just talked about this. Oh, yeah? Was it on the air? I wasn't No. I, actually, I don't it think it was on the air. It should have been now. You're going to have to cut this shit out. <laughs> oh, you now you find it funny, huh? Now, now, now we're laughing <laughs> at it. You think that's hilarious I don't, I don't know now, if we're right? laughing at that or laughing at the fact that that just happened or laughing at you. Funny, right? no, you're laughing at me. I get it. <laughs> At me, not with me. No, they're laughing with you and at, at me. me. At yes, yes. Exactly. That, yes. Exactly. It's all right, buddy. Yeah, whatever. It's just toilet it, paper. I'm pissing off everybody because of lots of people. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, and fuck you. Oh, Who's next? Still I'm out of you now. I'd fuck me, but I'm just saying. That's why I sat you in Buffalo front of the Bob? door, Josh. Actually, you're not leaving, and we're not done yet. <laughs> now you just can't leave. <laughs> yes, great line. So Harrison does this thing with this toilet paper, right? So I, I'm in my hotel room. And I send him this picture of uh, the toilet paper, and it's actually sideways on a stand. And I'm yes. Like, I'm like, now what, brother? <laughs> yes. Now what? What, you, what would what would Jonathan Kreitzman do? Uh, well, who's Jonathan Kreitzman? Jonathan Kreitzman. To... <laughs> oh my god! I don't know. Let's let me call <laughs> him up. What Hold on. Let, uh, like? let me I'll just dial him up. One eight hundred Jonathan. <laughs> Oh, hey, Jonathan Kreitzman. What's up? It's Josh Kreitzman. What's Hi. going on? How you doing? Hi. Oh, hey, what's up? Hi. Oh, I just want to know if the toilet paper was if the toilet paper was sideways, what would you do? Mm, I'd probably not poop for about five or six days until I got home so I can get the toilet paper that I was actually uh, hung the right way. Because I just get constipated when stuff like that happens. So. That's a full-blown skit right there. <laughs> Could you imagine if that actually was? That was. was. Broke in a character. You're such an actor. Broke in a is character. This li- is this Facebook Live right now? No, no, no. Oh, what a disappointment. <laughs> oh, hey, what's up, Jonathan Kreitzman? I like Jonathan Kreitzman. Yeah, he's better than Josh. Hold on, let me go get him. I'm going to go get Jonathan. Because he's way cooler to hang out with. Josh is a dick. I'm going to go get Jonathan. <laughs> well, he's... He's, he's certainly a lot cooler they than Harriman Bassoon. <laughs> I have no idea who that is, but I That's like That's your I, alter ego. Oh, his my alter ego? <laughs> oh, sorry, guys. I was uh, Josh just got me. What's up? Uh, wh- wh- what's his alter ego? Uh, Harrison. I forgot what, what he said. Bassoon. Yeah. Oh, well. Whatever. Whatever. It right. was funny. It was. You missed it. Yeah. I was outside getting Jonathan, so I, oh. missed, so I missed it. 
Jonathan Kreitzman. Yeah, he's a good dude. <laughs> I can't believe I he's got a doctor. one, first name and one last He's name. a doctor. Is he? Yeah. He's I a doctor. I can't tell if you're fucking with me. Jonathan Kreitzman's a doctor. Seriously. He's a doctor. He's a neurologist. Really, are you really Googling this guy right I'm now? I'm thinking about it. Yeah. There is a Jonathan Carroll who's an author in England, and he really pisses me off because anytime I try to find anything on myself, which is probably a good cover for me, you come up with this guy that writes books and novels in England. Yeah, that's good. That's fantastic. I know. Congratulations. I guess. I guess. <laughs> there, so, so a friend of mine's a playwright, and uh, he had he asked me to read one of his plays. And I was like, oh, sweet, cool. He's going to have me read one of his plays. This is great. And I open it up, and there in the cast of characters, the name of the main character Jonathan Kreitzman. is a different friend of mine. And I'm like, immediately I just called him up, and I'm like, dude, why am I not – why am I not a character in this play? And he's like, oh, well, you're not in it. I'm like, well, I don't want to read this crap if I'm not in it because I'm very self-centered. Uh, so <laughs> I was very upset by that. You don't say. I was very upset by that. So, you know, I totally know what it's like to have books written by Jonathan Carroll in England and not, you know, be a part of it. So like there you that. go. Do you want to talk about your feelings? We can if you like. I have lots of them. Feel free to share. I feel like I need to be here for you, buddy. Yeah? Should yeah. I lay down on the couch? You, you texting Jonathan Carroll? Let me bring the couch in here. Hang on. I'll be right back. <laughs> Shit. I'm sorry. We need the smaller table in here if we want to bring the couch in. Yes. The yes, come in. That'll piss off the, that'll piss off the uh, listeners. Oh, I'm, I'm, I actually I have a new table in the hallway that's going to be coming in shortly after this podcast. Yeah. Well, let's so, go back to your last We should have so, helped you carry it in. So should we no, have a moment of silence? Should it would have been beautiful. Beautiful? Yeah. Beautiful would have been beautiful. It, well, what we'll we'll enjoy it after the podcast. We can do that. Use beautiful right. in a sentence twice. I think you are a beautiful man. That was once. Okay. <laughs> what the fuck? Is I think I think Lee is a beautiful beautiful woman. <laughs> can you? Use that was also twice? that was once. That was also once. I, no, no, that was. Oh, you want. The word beautiful twice in a beautiful, sentence. beautiful. You know, if you're doing that on purpose, you've now locked yourself into saying it like that for the rest of your life. You will right? never not hear me say beautiful <laughs> ever again. <laughs> and it's really funny. Do I, and I don't, do I, I may have, if I'm being redundant, I apologize because I may have mentioned this on my last podcast, but um, I really, it's, it's very, very, it's a very funny thing for me. I grew up in Ozone Park in Queens. Mm. I have this very, very harsh Queens accent that a lot of people describe as Italian or whatever because that was most of my friends were from like Howard Beach and very Italian. And I'm like this Irish guy that works in a really nerdy industry like insurance. And I have anxiety that real anxiety that I sound unintelligent. And we're all making fun of you. No, no. I'm okay with being made fun of because I'm a big boy enough that. Even if though I I realize I have the anxiety, I'm uh, still taking care of my family, and so it is what it is. Like it's yeah. just something I have to deal with, right? And I do try to minimize my my um, accent. accent, even though that's not the right word. I think it's called the regionalism is actually the right word for the way I talk. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have a friend. Her name's Heidi Wolf. She works at an insurance company in Ohio, and. People in the Midwest have are known as having like a very like middle of the road accent. It's considered a non accent. So that's I guess what everyone's working toward. And am I talking too much? No, no, no. Somebody's phone's going off. Oh. Maybe that's me. Sorry. Oh. I'm turning it off. Throwing it on the floor. So 
Um, <laughs> fuck so that thing. Dramatic. Yeah. I think your screen just cracked. Step on it. Eh. So, so let's get another one. So, um, so anyway, about five years ago, I mentioned to Heidi that like I have this crazy accent that I want to get rid of, and that I curse too much and I need to stop cursing. Mm-hmm. And she goes, uh, "Okay, vanilla," was her statement to me, and the the. End result of our my, my longer conversation with her is that at the time she really didn't know me that well, and her point to me was that I do curse a lot, but I'm not inappropriate, mm. and I do have an accent, but I don't sound unintelligent, and those things make me who I am, and if I eliminate myself and make myself vanilla, when I leave a room, people aren't going to remember who I am the way they remember me now. So sometimes it's good to just embrace who you are and embrace I'm I'm embracing how beautiful I am. As you touch yourself. <laughs> My grandmother said beautiful. Beautiful. She's from Brooklyn. She used to walk around, Oh, you're so beautiful. That's how she would say that it. Was a, that was a though. very moving story. It was. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. I feel us. like you you We just all had a moment. Yeah. Yeah. I mean Wait, you shared did you something. Just unplug with us. the black cord. The fridge is so loud. Uh, yeah, right behind you. Yep. Yes. Come on, you Come on Lee. Oh, there you, go. you work out. What's the deal with that? Hey, don't you do Zumba? Yeah. You do Zumba? Do you, Zumba? Yeah. do you even Zumba, bro? Bro? I thought you lifted. I do it all. Oh. Okay? Yeah? I don't mess around. Sales trainer, mm. athlete. Sales trainer by day, athlete by night. And let's not forget Globetrotter. Whoa. Right. Globetrotter? I need to hear about this. <laughs> Harlem Globetrotter. Oh. She played professionally. Oh, yeah. Right. She, was just really? in, she was just in Jamaica. Mm-hmm. Jamaica Queens. Can you tell about my pen? <laughs> Jamaica. She was just in Greece. That's right. Talk, yeah, talk about that. How Best was Greece? Place ever has anybody been to Greece here? Anyone? Wait, you're. I've going. seen the movie. I'm going next year. We have three week. Three weeks. That's the same. Of course, you had to do three. I did two. You had to do three. Is that the same thing? I'm doing four next next year. <laughs> Thanks, James. <laughs> four weeks in Greece, just to top everybody. I'll I'm telecommute. Not. Good luck to you, buddy. <laughs> How was it? It was amazing. Santorini. Oh, my goodness. Love that oh, that's sound. that giant wall thing, right? Oh, my God. Because, yes. Oh, you've been, haven't you been to Greece? Um, no. Giant wall yes. thingy. Giant I've seen wall it. I've seen. I've been to Astoria. White. That's kind right. of like going to Greece, isn't it? Um, and no. I've seen my big fat Greek <laughs> wedding. That's like the same thing. Mm, no. I feel like I've been to Greece because I've seen my big fat Greek wedding like 17,000 times. So if you've asked me if I've been to Greece, the answer is yes. Because I know what it's like to be in a, watch a Greek family go through the trials and tribulations that Nia Vardalis went through. And that is my connection to Greece. <laughs> that and John Travolta. I've never seen that movie. Totally You've never seen guilty. Greece? And I've heard that that is an amazingly funny movie. They didn't play it on the plane like no. over and over again? No. Mm-mm. No. I mean, something with the paper towel, right? I'm, I'm having like a flashback of something with towels or well, Windex. Windex, yeah. Is Windex, that what we're talking yeah. about? Yeah. Windex. He Close uses enough. Windex to get the like any like burn or anything. He uses Windex to like clear it up in like less than a day. Hmm. Great movie, classic. What happened? Nothing. What? Oh. <laughs> Eleven. Oh, all right. What does Windex have to do with burns? By the way, it's it do nothing. Greek you people. have to see oh. the movie. Are you kidding me? It's not even about the movie. Oh. Hello. Windex solves all problems. Mm. Well, at least you won't be streaky. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Just keeps you from, keeps, keeps you clean, keeps you clear. I'm so lost. <laughs> so lost. What do we do with Windex? You sniff it? Is that what you're talking about? No. 
Oh, you said Windex heals burns. In the movie, in the movie, a big f- yeah. in the movie, a big fat Greek wedding, which is a great movie to see. Okay, um, the the couple of common themes in the movie were that Greeks were the progenitors. I don't know if that's the right word or right use of the word of the English language. So a lot of uh, a lot of the words we use come from Greek, mm-hmm. gr- uh, the Greek language, and. The Greeks believe that Windex fixes everything. So, like, if you break your arm, your Greek grandfather would be squirting Windex on your elbow to help. Is that real? Like, That's do they amazing. actually believe that, or is it? I, I don't know if they actually believe it or not now. But a lot of Greeks laugh their asses off when you make references to Windex. Oh, uh, it's also because Windex in Greek means asshole. They also own a lot of diners. I was gonna say they own a lot of diners. Right. So they're supporting the Windex stock, I guess. Mr. Random. That's Donners right. have a lot of windows. <laughs> and those stock. tables, too. The glassy tables. Ooh. What glassy tables do you go to? At the diner. The tables are, like, glossy. Glossy I eat at diners glassy? all the time. What's the difference? An O and an A. I don't know. An O and an A. I'm so lost. <laughs> we, we know. <laughs> we know. Thank you. So when are we actually going to start this podcast? Yeah, what's the deal? Officially. What are we talking about? I don't know. Well, all right. So let's go back to your time. <laughs> let's try to bring it all the way back. I, I, I totally think we may need to do over. Coming in here. I'm it's gonna, all good. I'm going to have to head out. You're just get now? you guys back on track. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe huh? I'll just you know, cl- climb back in through the ceiling and see what's going on again. You're welcome to. Yeah. Um, so, all right. So we're all business people here. What do you do if a client comes to you with an unethical issue? That's a great question. We run the other way, man. Try well, to it's, not, out. it's not that simple to run your, the other way. Or That's if they're already say. a client and then they say they want to do illegal things. Yeah. I mean, it's not simple as just running away. I mean, it's that, you know, it's a dilemma that we all face and that other people have different shades of gradient. Um, and we all like to think that we do, we say we're going to do the right thing. But when push comes to shove and, uh, you know, you're supposed to do the right thing. Do you actually do it? And I, I can't really for sure say that, you know, I'd like to say, yeah, I would. Mm-hmm. Um, when a client says, uh, you know, do something that's not morally right or unethical and you tell them, listen, if you do this, then I'm out of here. But you also are torn by the idea that you're, you know, you're vested in this person and you want to set them on the right path. So, you know, that's a, I don't know. It's not an easy question to answer. Yes, the easy answer is to say, yeah, of course, but I'm going to be real. It's not an easy answer to say to somebody that you've known for 15 years that, you know, I'm going to walk away from you, see you later. It's like a relationship. For, for me, um, in the insurance business, uh, a lot of the questions I get, and, and they are often and frequent, don't really vo- revolve around breaking the law. Mm-hmm. It involves business owners making bad decisions because they're thinking that they're going to try to save some money right now on premium rather than insuring to value or things like that. Mm-hmm. And which makes sense, you know, if you could slash your cost of insurance by half, uh, that's great as long as you don't have a fire or a theft. Yeah. Um, but once that event occurs, uh, the bullseye squarely on me now to get them the money that they should have gotten and so the challenge really is is to try to provide that education to to those people and for me a lot of the times the education the most effective education is not a logical one it's an emotional one i give mm. people very i've learned to give people very emotional responses to their emotional desires to slash the cost of their insurance um and i think in accounting and in 
insurance, it's there's a lot of examples of, of unethical slash illegal immoral behavior. But what happens in the sales business when are do you have examples like that, Lee, where you're have clients that are want you to train them in things that are uh, not 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 above board? That's a really good question, Jonathan. Thank you for asking. No, um, I think it's the same exact thing as you in the, in regards to the emotional decision. If you tap into somebody's emotions, that's going to kind of steer things a certain way. But bottom line, what Josh said, if it it's our job as a professional to say what's right and what's wrong, and we need to speak the truth. So it's not about the money. It's about what you need to tell them, like, no, this isn't right, and walk away. I mean, that that's what it comes down to. Because it's a reflection of you at the end of the day. Yeah, know? I mean, it's it's what you have to decide exactly <clears throat> as a professional where you draw the line. And, yeah, sure. I mean, I can give advice in a million different ways. But ultimately, you know, and I had a client do this to me the other day, which is he wants to, you know, fudge the law and not declare income. And my answer was I'm not going to be a part of it. And if that's the case, then you need to find somebody else. Lays down exactly. the fucking law. And, exactly. And I'm not going to do that. And today he called back and said, oh, but you'd say you would help, you know, prepare the return, but you wouldn't put your name on it. And I'm like, well, you know what? I can't do that either because, honestly, that's against the law too. I know. I should be you reporting don't want to participate. And right. I can't participate in this at all. And I'm sorry if I misled you to think that, you know, I could possibly prepare something and not put my name on it. But – Honestly, I should be calling the FBI right now on you. I shouldn't even be hesitating. Do they have a so phone number like 1-800-FBI? They actually do have a call number. I don't. It's not 1-800-FBI, but it's they have a whistleblower phone number. Okay. And it's 911. Why? So you know, it's like he tried to give me this little guilt trip, like, "Well, you said you'd help me," and I, you know, it kind of tears me apart because I did, you know, I didn't say it would help him, but I didn't say I wouldn't help you know i wasn't very explicit when we were talking about this because i was hope beyond hope that he was going to make the right decision well, and, and, and say and i'm going to do the right thing and he decided he's not going to do the right thing and i said well if that's the case then we're going to walk away it's a common thing that when people want to pressure you into doing something that's wrong that they apply guilt and other tactics and one of the things i've learned is that when i misspeak like 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 the way josh is indicating he he kind of gave the guy a little bit hoping he'd go the right way then the guy comes back looking for you to do you know 90% of the of the work for him to commit a crime um, you don't owe someone an apology or an explanation when they put you in an awkward spot when you, when you put me in an awkward spot and i behave not to 100%, it's not unreasonable for me to not behave to 100% because I'm not used to being put in an awkward spot with illegal, unethical, immoral things on, mm -hmm. on the table. Yeah. I mean, we've dealt with that in nerds, and James could easily chime in where people are like, hey, you know, this is what we're doing, or, or we approach them, and or they approach us, better yet, and they're like, hey, you know, this is what we got going on, and I kind of want to hide it. And I, I know that we've ran into that situation before, and it's like, where do you even start? Yeah, you run. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know. it's but it's easy to say that when sure. but when you're in the situation like I'm in right now, and I just had a conversation before I came here about this with this person, and I was like, I'll, you know, I didn't say I'd think about it, but I'd say I would talk to my, you know, the partners in Kreitzman and Kreitzman and go through it with them. And but the truth is, right now, I'm gonna call them up as soon as I get out of here and be like, you know what, dude, this isn't happening. I know what we said. We were trying to help you to convince you to do the right thing. 
but you decided not to do the right thing. So if that's the case, we're out. We're done. And if I know you respect that, and you may be pissed off, but the truth is, I can't be. I can't be sitting here and sanctioning, you know, this idea that you can go do this and then not have repercussions from me. The, you know, I can't put my license on the line because you decide to be a jackass. Right. The fortunate thing about uh, my business, most of the decisions in my business, it comes down to the business owners trying. They're, they're running some kind of a game. They're trying to save money, generally about saving money. Um, what, what I've told people is, listen, I'm going to do whatever you want, but you have to understand the consequences of the decisions that you make. So if you want to reduce your property values to get your cost down, you want to lie about your sales, you want to lie about your payroll to get your cost down, I'll do whatever you tell me to do. Yeah. But here's the consequences. And as long you, as you know them. You might get away with it. You might get this action. You might get an audit. You might have a, a, a non-covered claim. You might have a fire where you're underinsured. As long as you understand all those things, I'll do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. And then right after I have that conversation, I send them an email mm -hmm. outlining what we discussed and what their options are and what can happen. And In then writing. that email Save. that email gets attached to our management system. Mm -hmm. So TAM? I don't uh we use applied. Oh applied, same thing. Um I don't I don't um you know, because I've been around the block a little while, you know, a lot of these business owners are, when you get smaller or smaller minded business owners, they're looking to take advantage of the insurance broker, hoping that they can, you know, on some level with the ostrich in the sand, like trying to lay off their exposure onto someone else where they could say, well, you told me it was okay. Yeah. And, right. and, and it's where garbage, I'm yeah. at and where I'm at in my business, one of the things I'm very fortunate about where I'm not a lawyer or an accountant is that I could say, listen, I'm not the decision maker. The insurance company is. And I've become, you know, you got to be a little bit adept about pointing that finger and saying, I'm just I'm just your advocate. Yeah. I'm not the decision maker. So if the carrier says you don't have coverage, and then I tell you, well, you might have coverage, it doesn't mean you do have coverage. It means you might because I'm going to advocate for you. Yeah. And, and you know, it's and, – and it boils back to that uh, – we might have talked about this last time. It boils back to that good guy column, bad guy column, good guy, bad guy. Mm -hmm. And my math is – and we laugh in my office because my math is really simple. When you talk to someone, when you deal with someone, you work with them, are they a good guy or a bad guy? Yeah. And if they're in the good guy column, you do everything in your power to help them. And if they're in the bad guy column, you give them the facts and there's the door. Yeah, big time. Yeah, I, I mean – Excuse me. What was I going to say? Um, sorry, James, if you want to say something, you go ahead. No, I was going to say with, with our industry, it's uh, we're dealing with a lot of uh, situations that involve a really nasty virus or what's called ransomware. And ransomware today is considered a security breach. So if a client gets, a ran you know, ran gets hit with ransomware, they technically need to report that to, uh, you know, the authorities, D you know, DFS, Department of Financial Services, et cetera. Uh, and really, if that were to happen to a small company, they're, they're essentially out of business. I mean, there's like, I think they say it's about 65% of companies that have a data breach go out, essentially go out of business. And yeah, as an IT professional running an ethical practice... You know, we have to be very careful with certain things with, you know, educating our clients, making sure they're, they're aware of, you know, these dangers that can happen and essentially affect their entire operation. And in fact, we had a call out of the blue. This person, this company wasn't a client of ours because uh, we protect our clients with very sophisticated software and such. But, uh, you know, a, a phone call from a Google search to us and, you know, saying that we have a crypto locker and if it's a 
God forbid, you know, it's an insurance company, it's a financial company, it's some a company with, you know, sensitive information. There, that that all that information is essentially breached and copied to the hacker's computer. Let's just say for, you know, ease of conversation, and uh, it's crazy. I mean, that's that's it needs to be reported. And most companies out there are, are not reporting it. You know, you're hearing the big breaches that are getting. Uh, you know, like you said before, probably somebody's blowing the whistle or something happened there where it's too big to kind of control the PR around it. But these small companies, it's crazy. Like I hear left and right, they're getting breached left and right. This is where all these data leaks are coming from and such, and it's pretty scary. So yeah, it's, a, it's, a tough, it's a tough, uh, you know, it's a, it's a very fine line to skate there on all that stuff. Well, I mean, I just, you know, I try to convince my clients to just do the right thing. And, and the ultimate convincer usually is, you know, hey, you know, you make – millions of dollars a year why would you jeopardize that for x amount of money why would you jeopardize that it's usually and not that's that how, much money no it never no, is it never is i've had people part. i've had i had people come to me and be like oh yeah well i took you know out of this sale i took fifty thousand dollars to put it in my pocket i'm like why would you do that i'm like i'm going to report that as income and we're putting we're picking it up oh do you have to and it's like what are you out of your what are you out of your mind you make five million dollars a year what do you care about $50,000? Is that's what you're going to get caught for? You're going to get pinched for $50,000. Why would you do that? It's, yeah. I mean, um, and, the, and, and when you say it's probably not that amount of money, it, in, in the insurance business, when I look at what people are paying and their rates, what, what people do to try to save a little money or when business owners – a, a simpler example, if we leave fraud out of it, is just saving money. Most – 90% of business owners are properly insured – at around the price that they should be paying. So when I go look at someone's policies, I tell them, if I could save you 3 to 6%, I'm hitting a home run. Yeah. And on a guy that's paying 100 grand a year, if I could save him 10 grand, he hit a home run. And to his total accounting, if you're paying 100,000 for your insurance, that means you're doing millions in sales. We're talking about a rounding error. Yeah. So why am I here? And with the crime or, or pocketing cash, um, it, what's the value? There's no value right. there. It makes no yeah. sense. To, you're putting yourself up for such a huge liability. Yeah. Uh, you know, besides the fact that if, you, you know, if it's serious enough that you go to jail, yeah. I mean, why would you take that chance when you could just do it the right way and have a good accountant like myself and we could come up with legit ways for you to save money and for you to defer income and do all these things that are actually legitimate and you don't have to steal. Mm-hmm. You can actually have everything you want and be legit. But you're going to screw around. You're going to end up like Richard Hatch from yeah, Survivor. It's small money. That's what I tell people. When people are like, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm like, do you know who Richard? Because I usually say who not Al Capone is. Everyone knows Al Capone. You guys know Al Capone? Why did he go to jail? Why did he go to jail? Not bank robbery. Tax evasion. Because he didn't report income. That's why he went to jail. Richard Hatch. We all know who Richard Hatch is, right? No. Survivor. He was the first winner of Survivor, the show on CBS. He went to jail. Why? Because he won a million dollars and everybody knew about it. And he didn't report it on his tax return. He won a million dollars and did not report it on his tax return and went to jail. What a dumbass. What an idiot. He went to jail. He went to jail in Connecticut. Okay? And not like the good Martha Stewart jail. The jail where they pull your pants down and they have at you. That kind of jail. Not the good jail. Isn't that a federal pound me in the ass institution? (laughs) Yeah, it's actually called that. It's it's, (laughs) pound me in the ass prison. So how is that not a good jail? That is the title of the prison. A federal pound me in the ass prison. Because they're not gentle. 
I believe like that's I a quote am. from the movie Office Space. What yeah, is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, is right. it? When you commit a federal crime, you go to like a cushy jail. Do you? Tax tax evasion is a cushy. So no. tell us the difference Esper- between tax evasion and tax avoidance. Tax avoidance is not illegal. There right, you go. So my, Let's my, focus on that, people. My simplistic understanding. <laughs> Poor Josh. Of, my simplistic understanding, and Josh, jump in. But is is if you if you avoid income, if you lie about income, you go to jail. Yes. If you lie about expenses, you pay a fee. I cannot confirm nor deny. <laughs> The veracity of those claims. So if I overstate my expenses... Isn't this a country great? (laughs) If I overstate my expenses in order to reduce my income, then I'll pay less taxes. And if I get audited, then I just pay what I owe plus some interest. Rather than going to prison like Richard Hackhauser or whatever his name is. Hatch. Hatch. Him him too. Yeah. Yeah. And his brother. I cannot say to anybody that they should inflate their expenses over and above what their expenses actually are in order for you to uh, pay less in taxes. I cannot say that. I think you should just pay your fair share and move on. Because you're really cheating everybody Well, we all else. want to pay our fair share, but define what our fair share is. Who the fuck that. wants to pay anything? No, you absolutely. You're, you're, you say that. Government employees. Yeah. No, you say that, but the reality is you 100%. like having green lights and red lights and yes. stop signs and an ambulance when you're in a car accident. You know, imagine if you were in— I prefer roundabouts. Exactly. Roundabouts are the shit. How do you think those get built? Through taxes. <laughs> um, the, to go back to your your side of it with insurances, insurance— I see so many people that are like, oh, you know, I just saved all this money on their insurance, and I have no idea what the fuck I'm looking at, but I just know there's three numbers that re- represent how much money you're you're protected for, and it's crazy when people say, oh, you know, I'm saving all this money, I just I just went down or went up or went less or whatever it is on their insurance, and I'm like, oh, it's great, what are you saving? And they're like, oh, you know, I'm saving like 50 or $100 a year. I'm like, do you realize that if you hit somebody or you kill somebody, you're going to pay for the rest of your life? Forever. Right. There's Not if you have a good attorney. What he said. <laughs> I was actually waiting. For, I was waiting for you. Cue the song Selena and Barnes. <laughs> I think they're, Selena is suing Barnes. They don't yeah. exist. Yeah, they're, they're, they're yeah. like, they're yeah. something else. Selena hired Barnes to sue him. It's incredible. To sue Barnes. To double the practice. You didn't know that? No, I can't tell if you're fucking with me. I'm not. Selino and Barnes are they're divorcing. Yeah, I knew that they were divorcing. Yeah, and Selino hired Barnes to sue him to sue Barnes. So how the fuck does that work? I don't know. Uh, it's, it's all fucked up. He called one eight hundred eight 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 eight. I'm getting this chair out of here. It's too fucking squeaky. I can't it is squeaky. It. Every time I fucking lean back, it's squeaking. You leaving? Yeah, I think I'm gonna right. go do some work. All right, well, sounds good, back. brother. Thanks for joining us. Lean back. Lean back. <laughs> lean back. All right. So cold in the Take care, man. James, be good, man. My audience, I love you guys. Thank you. <laughs> my, my. <laughs> Lee, you've been quite quiet. I, She's I agree. Sleeping. I agree. Lee, I told you. I gave you the full warning. You know yeah, what? Yeah, everyone, super tired. Did I everyone, give you the full warning? everyone, way, silence. Lee has the floor. I got a Grand Cherokee. <laughs> <laughs> I, nice I know car. Josh loves the Grand Cherokee. I absolutely love the Grand Cherokee, so I'm really excited about it. Do you Thanks, really Josh. like the jo- Grand Cherokee? Josh, you better go throw a lot of dollar bills in my backseat. That's all I have to say. I'm going to throw dollar bills for other reasons. <laughs> you mean me really? <laughs> I'm in. I will say one thing about the Grand Cherokee. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Only positive thoughts. 
Okay, then yeah. I will say nothing. <laughs> exactly. We've had the laws of isn't it the laws of attraction? You put out good thoughts, you get good thoughts. Yes, I love it. Uh, there, there's. I have issues with jeeps. He does. Why? I'm, What's your issue with jeeps? I'm short and jeeps. Okay, so here's just because you're vertically challenged, you can't yeah, hate the brand. Listen, I'm a good listener. I remember. Listen, jeeps, mm-hmm. jeeps have problems. Their floor is lower than their running boards. You know what a running board is? Yeah. Okay. So when you get into the Jeep, okay, you put your foot in the car, and it goes down like about four to five inches, and your other leg smashes into the running board. And I had a black and blue mark, a welt on my calf the size of Mount uh, you know, McKinley because of the running board. And that is my problem with Jeeps. Sounds like a class action lawsuit. I think it sounds I like a you problem, not a Jeep problem. Yeah. Well, I didn't want to say that. That's why I <laughs> yeah. said it sounds like a class action lawsuit. How's They're not that discriminating lawsuit against you. Well, I, I didn't say that they were. I'm just saying that I wouldn't be caught dead driving a Jeep because <laughs> I can't get into it without, like, severing my leg. So if we were going to a concert... How do we go Beach, from a black and blue to severing a leg? Yeah, so that's some serious... Well, well it hurt. If we were going a to lot. a concert at Jones Beach and... To see the Doobie Brothers, would you get in the back of my Jeep Grand Cherokee to get a ride there? What concert? The Doobie Brothers. It depends no. what concert. An example. It is. No, I wouldn't say. How about Rod Stewart? Oh God, you're no. What about Ed Sheeran? Yes. Thank you. Oh, would I get into a Jeep to see Ed Sheeran? No, I'd hire an what? Uber and I'd follow you. What? I'd hire an Uber. Yeah, Horrible. I would not. A classy lady, this man. We're is. dealing with a high roller. Yeah, Sorry. for real. <laughs> nope, don't do Jeeps. All right, so I guess I'm not no. driving you home after this. I'll I'll follow you. Okay. I'll, follow, I'll, I'll follow you. <laughs> I'll just follow you like I normally do every night. <laughs> Creepy. <laughs> uh, wait, not everybody knew that. <laughs> Awkward. Josh, remember that one thing they told me that I'm not allowed to tell Lee? I feel like I should say it. You could tell her. You oh, better so, say it right now. Uh, Th- listen, we're on this podcast. I am an open book. We will talk about anything and everything. I have no... Um, I will. Th- you know me. I will talk about anything. So, so when we went, when we met before Tony Robbins at that little seminar, Josh had told me that back in the day in in camp, and I don't know if you know this. We did do the camp. Yes. Josh had the biggest crush on you back in the day. Well, no, is he, that what I said? Yes, you mm. told me that too. He no. told me oh. that story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you all can't see Josh's face right now. This is classic. Did I say that? <laughs> oh, Josh just so went red. What I actually said was, what I meant to say, no. So Lee was of all the girls at camp, and I would say women, but you know we were like in fourth, fifth grade, fourth yeah. grade. That's all right. We all had elementary school kid. Now crushes. I don't. It, we should put a picture of Lee up, you know, on your on uh, just so everybody can see. Uh, but Lee was absolutely the most gorgeous girl of camp. Absolutely everybody, not. That's don't listen just to be anything quiet. that he's saying. Shh. But just seriously, you don't even. That's ridiculous that you don't even think that. But <laughs> let me just tell you. Every guy that I was in group with when we were we it was all about Lee Shuckman. Why okay? were you in group therapy? At <laughs> group therapy when we were in the group <laughs> together. I'm just responding to what you said. I didn't. You I said group. you were in group, right? Oh. A, a group. You never went to camp. So no. you, did you all hold hands no. and sing Kumbaya? No, no. We sang. Uh, from we Queens. sang Shalom we Malachim. We didn't sing Kumbaya. Was this a Jewish camp? Of course it was. Hello, yes. Harrison. I'm a. Goyim from Queens. I yes. played handball every summer. That was it. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, Latchkey you don't know kid, what, baby. You don't know what camp kid. is. Come on. <laughs> Camp's the shit because you get to meet people like Lee yeah. and be like 12 years old and staring at Lee. How'd that work out for you? 
want to say that. Either. This isn't awkward at all. Yeah. <laughs> Lee's just like, ah, okay. Just telling the truth. Meanwhile, Lee, right now, you can't, you guys can't see it, but is handing out like headshots with that with that are autographed. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm not embarrassed by it. Every guy thought she was beautiful, and they all wanted to go out with her and take her to the movies to see Flight of the Navigator. That's all I'm saying. Did oh my you? god, I just downloaded that movie for my kids. The question Love is, did you get to take her out? Did not. No. Well, today you never asked me out. Well, I, today's your lucky day. I was not the cool kids. Harrison okay? and I, only the cool kids would get to ask Lee out. Surprise, surprise to everyone. Harrison and I have started a GoFundMe page <laughs> that will pay for Josh to take Lee to dinner. At Applebee's or Fridays, Lee's choice. You know, I don't like Applebee's because they paint the grill marks on the hamburger. Not a big fan of that. Harrison, cancel the GoFundMe page. <laughs> well, yeah. so there you go. I'm not embarrassed by it. Aww. I'm I'm proud of it. I think Lee is, is beautiful. So funny. And, and you know what? She is a great person. And even as much as we lo- as as we loved her then, she's better now. Which is Aww. awesome. So there you go. Aww. But I can tell you the names. One I can. Two. I don't want to embarrass anybody else by mentioning names of people that were. When I said that I met Lee Shuckman and reconnected with her, they were like, "Oh my god, does she look as awesome as she did back in camp?" And I was when like, "I was eight. And I was like, "Better, better, <laughs> better, better, like better. a wine matures." With I, I had two of those actually growing up. So, Karen Johnson and Melissa Mills. Nice. Have did you, you asked them out? Yeah, did you ask them out or have you ever no, talked to them again? No, no, They don't even know I exist, so. Yeah, <laughs> they Lee, don't even know Lee I didn't exist. know I exist. She didn't even remember me when I was like, hey, I think I know you from summer Stop. camp. And she's like, Not- who? And I'm like, I'm Josh Kreitzman. I wore a Mets hat. She's like, no, nope, doesn't seem familiar. And Went further- to the Suffolk Y. Nope, doesn't seem familiar. I was friends with Jeremy Rice. Oh, Jeremy Rice. I loved him. And further, <laughs> that was the response. Further, Jeremy Rice and took and further full yeah. disclosure, sub- subsequent to that, Lee told me she did remember you. Thank she you. felt weird because you were upper butt. And no, she was just you. trying to ignore it. I don't need to know about their sex life. Yeah, everything except part two and three of that comment. <laughs> That's not true. She no, didn't she remember me because I wasn't memorable. Like She's like, oh, why well, you never asked me to date? That's because you didn't even know I existed. So there you go. Well, I was a fly on the right, fly so, on the whatever. Yeah, but look at you now. Yeah, I know. Look at you now. Look at look us. Look at me now. So a little gem for Josh Kreitzman. Uh, I've told people that I've had people – I've had Josh Kreitzman on the show. I mean, I've told, I've told people about all of you, um, but – Josh knows a lot of people. And they're like, oh, I know Josh Kreitzman. And I'm like, really? oh, that's cool. Know. People know you guys as well. But there's some weird heterosexual attraction with the people I talk to to Josh Kreitzman. So. Hmm. Interesting. He's definitely got the Jew connection going down. He he yeah. finds a Jewish connection with everyone I don't, he meets. No, I don't. I don't. Like, I'm not discounting that. But I don't think I'm, I'm not a Jew. I know. I, I'm and, surprised. And he's from friends. the and from the moment I met Josh, his energy was so overwhelmingly positive, and that's I really like. I I get completely turned off by people that are about stuff or about uh, being better than the next guy, and it's really funny for a guy like me because I can be ostentatious and a little out there and a little outspoken. But my my statements are kind of made in fun. I like to have like a little fun with people. Josh is one of the most genuine people I've ever met. Josh is hysterically (laughs) funny. And Josh also has, as he's posturing right now, Josh also has like, um, you know, he, 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 he has, we all have that anxiety that no one likes us. And I think with Josh, it might be a little bit more than the average compared to us. And, and it's, it's, 
terrible. Well, it's funny. It's not terrible. It's funny because even though he has that little thing going on, it also, I, I'm guessing, drives him. He's preparing to release an album of his own music. That's true. Him and That's I true. are preparing a YouTube channel that we can't get off the ground. That's also true. He's not afraid <laughs> at all to yeah, be in the, he's not afraid to be in the spotlight while he's having that anxiety that's a little bit more than average for all of us. So it's it's a uh, it probably is a little bit of that fire in his gut that drives him to be a little bit more funny and a little bit more likable and a little bit more knowledgeable in his business. It, it's it's amazing. Oh, well, enough and about me. And, and what do you think about me? Crush on each other. <laughs> Thank you. That was very nice yeah, of you to say. Have a bromance. Love you, baby. Boom, bro. Boom. That was nice. Jonathan yeah. speaks extremely highly of you. Actually, Jonathan, I've never heard Jonathan badmouth anyone. Yeah, I don't think anybody. That's, that's a great state uh, notice that you made. Let me ask you a question. What's the benefit of saying something bad about someone? There is no benefit. There is no benefit at all. Mm. Yeah, but you go out of your way to compliment people. You do. To give to people, to connect. Genuinely I don't know anybody that goes out of their way as much as you do. So Thank props you. to you for Thank that. You. Yeah. Thank you. Even the people I think you don't like, you still say good things about. Or look for something. That yes, or look for something that you like. I, I look. I try to find the the good in people, um, even people that I don't like. Uh, for example, Rafe Lieber. I hate his guts. He's a title guy. Um, He's a title guy. He no, he does title insurance, and I and I don't hate him. I'm being facetious. I, it's another guy that him and I are so diametrically opposed politically. He's very very far left. I think I'm kind of like centrist right. Like I'm pro gun, mm-hmm. but I'm not. You know, I'm not like a gone nut all the way yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever but um but Rafe and I have developed a, a mutual respect for each other even though we really disagree very strongly politically um I, I, it, everyone has their own beat they march their own drum everyone's trying to feed their family make a living and as long as you're 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 who cares who cares if you like blue and I like purple who cares I don't like either of those colors and and who cares right well <laughs> I mean yeah, I guess so. I Pe- guess we could just be like that. People want to help their friends. People want to help people that they like. And, oh. you know. It's like a gong. Yeah. Gong, time's up. Yeah. Time's up. I, I got to figure it out. Does I'm that still... go in the mic? That goes in the mic? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, here. we're going to hear that. How about this? Oh, we're definitely yeah. going to hear that. Yeah, this is, this is, this is, what, what, was this is bad news? Uh, look, I have, I'm hoping, <laughs> I'm hoping my new table is a little more, Acoustically appropriate. Well, I would However, mount these in the walls then, or something. What the spring? Well, I'm hoping at one point when uh, I have some some more funds to in, what do you? Oh, to like wrap it all around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be cool. But they make ones without like springs ish. They're like gas springs, so they don't make noise. But that's on my look. Balling on a budget here, right? No, I love it, bro. You're making it happen. Yeah. So, so since we talked life. about guns and things like that, can we get back to your uh, moment of silence? That we want to have. Oh, look, he's circle. regretting what he said now. I don't he regret is. what he I said. Right, I just let, feel bad that I bad. jumped down his throat. See, he and regrets I don't, what he said. No, I don't regret what I said. But you feel I, bad. You do I feel, feel bad. bad that I cut him off and that oh. wasn't right. And I feel like he was trying to be nice and I was an asshole. And so That's I don't okay, regret bro. that I said that. This is a classic but, example. And Josh, you're and you can have the floor in two seconds. But this is a classic <laughs> example of exactly <laughs> what Josh does. He's an amazing person. No one's thinking about that. We've all moved on. But he. He's obsessing about it. I'm not obsessed. And he's a beautiful <laughs> person. It. It's okay, buddy. We're here for you. You know what? You know what? You know what? You know what? Okay? 
If we don't, oh, that we don't care about Las Vegas now. Now we don't care. Okay, fine. <laughs> That's fucked up. I still cool. care. Really? Why would you say no one cares yeah. about Las Good. Vegas? What the I'm, fuck is wrong with you, bro? Because I'm a piece of shit. That's why. Because I'm a piece of shit. I'm just going to deal with it. That's right. You know what? That's right. That's right. I'm okay, a, I'm, okay. I'm well, a if jerk. you want to deal with Josh, okay, good luck with that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you want a jerk for an account, you call me. Because I'll be, I'm a jerk. Obviously, Who obeys no, all the laws? He's obviously got no problem with felonies. <laughs> good. Let's just tell everybody that. <laughs> awesome. Is there something you want to share with us? No. Yes. <laughs> Uh, when I, I so when I was a kid, uh, I <laughs> as a kid I went into a drugstore and um, <laughs> I stole a, a pack of gum from you know like they all have them in the was racks. It kosher? No, no, yes, maybe I don't know. <laughs> so I took whatever it was juicy fruit, winter fresh. I don't know. It was one of those like packs, a pack of gum, like twenty five cents. Harrison, you're not allowed to ask questions like that. You can ask any question you want. So I I don't think it was kosher, What's wrong but with you? not 100 percent sure. A lot. So I I took it right. I stole it, and I remember we were going to little league practice. My mom was taking me right, and I'm walking up the hill, and like a fucking schmuck, I pull out the pack of gum, and I'm like, oh, start chewing it, and I'm like, oh, hey mom, you want some gum? And she's like, where did you get that? And I was like, from the grocery, from the drugstore. She's like, I didn't pay for that. I'm like, oh, um, I must have put it in my pocket and forgot. And she fucking hit me so hard. And she actually took me back to the store, made me spit out the gum, put it back in the wrapper, throw it out in front of them, and give it back, give them the gum, and pay for it. So I in have front a of everyone story and apologize. How about yeah. that? Damn. Yeah, I'm so gonna want to. Your mom you. scarred you for life. So that's how you know that I won't tolerate felon felons because my mother fucked me up, and it's a Freud thing. So thanks, mom. I don't, it's I don't, a Jewish I don't, thing. I'll tell you why. I don't think that was a felony, but go ahead, Lee. <laughs> <laughs> I stole a pack of gum. I'm a felon. Walt Whitman Mall. Walt Whitman Mall. Oh, nice. Back in the day. Sweet. So I'm with this girl, Allison, who is like a oh, misfit. I remember right? her. Yeah, you probably do. I'm can not we, gonna say the last name. We'll talk about that offline. Allison, can we get the last initial? So B. So we're walking Ooh. right through the mall, and we go into like the CVS when there was a CVS or Rite Aid. I forget which one it was. That was the when time. the Whitman Mall. Just so everybody knows, the Whitman yeah. Mall was the trash mall. Oh, just it was so, so ghetto fabulous. That. So we so go in. Fabulous. There's mirrors all over the ceiling, like all. And hi, not smart so much over here. Is just following her, and she's stealing a ton of makeup. And I'm not even, I'm like looking at her and I'm like, all right. So I walk away. Then she looks at me and she points to a lipstick and she's kind of, I, you know, leave, grab that lipstick. So I'm like feeling so guilty, but feeling the pressure. So I pocket the lipstick, right? Holy. So this is. Uh, How old were you? Breaking laws when you were a kid. Really young. I don't even know. Like 13 or 17? Younger. Once a thug, always a thug. 11. Why do 10-year-olds care about lipstick? I don't even know. So maybe I was older. You're right. Women. Was, women. What? Wait, I'm really what? bad with age. Dude, you have a girl. You have a daughter who's like, how old is she? I'm going to tell you a story about my daughter Wait. in a second. Wait, no. Lee's got to finish her story. So we leave, and we think we're like all great. So we walk out of the store. She takes out all this makeup. She shows it to me, puts it back in her pocket. I take out my lipstick. As I take out my lipstick, this woman out of nowhere comes like literally her nose to the back of my head, and she goes, turn around. Don't make a scene. I'm like, I'm like, <gasps> freaking out. She pulls me into the store, pulls me into the back room. She totally catches me because I'm like oblivious. First time I'm ever, quote unquote, shoplifting. Had no idea the whole time that my friend had a ton of makeup in her pocket. And there's pictures all in the back of the store of all the people holding all the stuff <gasps> that they've stolen or tried to steal. So she takes a picture of me, hangs in the wall. I was like, 
mortified. Then she calls my mom. Hi. Yeah. Worst experience ever. Who? That was the worst part of the whole entire deal. Yeah. My mom. Yeah, when parents get involved. Oh, yeah. She didn't even yell. My mom just like looked at me just like it I was just a gives disgrace. You that. Yep. A disgrace to the family. Oh, yeah. So I was grounded. I wasn't allowed to talk on the phone for three weeks. That was the big deal, in, which was other news, big deal. In other news, the malls of America are only concerned about shaming teenagers. <laughs> Gum That's, and makeup. Those are the biggest thefts in the malls of America. Scarred me. Totally scarred Dude, me. I'll never, oh, I'll never steal or chew gum again. Yeah. My, um, Can't say I don't wear lipstick. My yeah. daughter, her name is Devin. She's, she'll be five uh, in uh, two weeks. Uh, about a week ago, we had some family friends over, uh, Frank and Jen. My friend Frank has is, is been uh, one of my best friends since, uh, I don't know, since I'm like 20 years old. And uh, my daughter goes, they, we had a bunch of people over the house. My wife tells, you know, my, my daughter, tell everybody goodnight. You know, she's walking around giving people kisses goodnight. And Frank's sitting in an armchair, so his head is on, on like the same level as my daughter because she's, you know, she's walking and she's little. And she walks up to Frank, and she goes to give him a kiss, good night, and she spits in his face. <gasps> what? On I mean, purpose? A full on, full load of spit in his face. <laughs> oh man! And and, th- and then and then it was World War. Like I like I lit uh, lit her up. I I was like. Are you crazy? What are you doing? And I grabbed her by the arm and I dragged her outside to her mother and she started crying and she 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 did it and she started laughing and she just really, you know, she's 4 or 5. She just thought it was funny. Uh-huh. But she needed that lesson to teach her that it's not funny. And she ended up my wife brought her upstairs and she was crying, 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 and then my wife brought and then she came back downstairs on her own. And she went outside, and she found Frank, and she hugged him, and she kissed him, and she said she was sorry, and she didn't know that it was bad. She just thought it was funny. And, it, you know, kids do crazy stuff. Kid, kids when they're four or five years old. Now, 10 yes. or 11 in a mall, that's obviously their felons. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, we're shady people. I, I've, spit, I've spit in people's faces before. It's definitely not something I that's recommend you do. Yeah. Why? No, I've never done I, I would never. Not on purpose. Oh. I mean, <laughs> no, Frank's like, uh, 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 he's one of my best friends. He's like a really close Dude, guy. Kids do fucked up shit. What do you want it, me to you tell know, you? I kids do kids. do fucked I up shit. Dude, I, I came home the other day and my daughter's like, she gives me the biggest hug and I'm like, oh, it's just so nice. I get the biggest hug, you know, whatever. And she's like, daddy, you're home. I'm like, yeah. And you, what do you mean? Of course I'm home. And she's like, we didn't hear from you all day. I'm like, well, it's because I was at work and you were at school. And she's like, I thought you were dead. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, well, that's nice. That okay? And she's like, and then I thought I was going to be able to get your iPad. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, that's what this is all about. You want my iPad? Well, guess what? You're not getting my fucking iPad, okay? Because I'm willing it to your your sister, and you're not going to get it. I'm going to specifically state that you are. I'm not going to put your fingerprint on the thing, so you can't open it. So how about that? In your face. You're a horrible person. I'm not a horrible. In I'm your a, face. I'm a horrible person <laughs> because my kid watches me dead because she wants my iPad. How old is your child? Six. <laughs> yeah, you're a, you're a horrible person. I'm not a horrible person. I'm willing it to your sister because you thought I was going to die and you wanted my iPad. You shall never have my iPad. You know, the funny thing is my kids know that I never to take me seriously. So they know, like, like if I say something, they always look to my wife and they're like, is, he, is, that, tr- is that true? Is that no? Yeah? Are we no? We're not okay. No, we don't believe you. Like I can't tell them anything now because it's just 
they don't believe a word that I say. That's even better. Yeah. Great parenting. Well, you know, listen, they got to learn they got to learn not to, you know, trust people and you know, this is the way. <laughs> Start with dad. Exactly. You're teaching them firsthand. <laughs> exactly, true. Now, <laughs> why not learn by your family members though? Your yeah, father. I mean, listen, I got to teach them the ropes. Yeah, you're going to trust one person yourself. You got to believe you one person. That's it. Just believe. Right. Agreed. All right? You can that was one of the rules my dad always taught me. He had he had a bunch of rules. The first rule was don't hurt the daddy, right? That was number one. Number two, the second rule is if you want something done the right way, do it yourself. That was number two. That's the two rules. Mm. So far, there's only two. Uh, right. Yeah, he's, six, he's 67 my years parents, old. I guess I came from a different kind of family. My dad's like, don't ever steal unless it's the only time you ever have to steal. If and you want gum. No, and it's only or you only sex. steal <laughs> if it's enough that you never have to steal again. Like robbing a bag or something like that. Oh. I want to steal that's smart. That, that's the big takeaway from your dad. Steal smart. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> yep. Yeah, if you're gonna steal, just make sure it's enough that you to don't get caught and you can like, you don't like, have to like steal. Like Josh, again. I do I do mess with my kids a lot, uh, with the humor. And uh, but they've they've learned my sense of humor, and and that that's really what I, I wanted to relay that sense of humor to them. I want them to have fun. Most things that happen to us in life are not that serious. We can relax. <laughs> it is kind of is what it is. You know, we like even you know we can argue about po- Josh and I can have a debate about politics. Rafe and I can argue about politics. I'm not changing your mind. You're not changing my mind. Have some fun. You know. Yeah. H- help people in business. Have have a little fun. Have a good time. And and uh, you know. And and make people laugh while you're at it. Yeah, I mean, my kids, they have a, they they have a great sense of I would say of life, and they live it to the fullest. And I I want that, you know. I love, that's why I like watching my kids do stuff because, you know, they do everything 110 percent. There's no holding back, and there's a great lesson to learn from that. And you know, I love watching them play, and you know, that's how I want to. That's how I go to work every day. You know, I always think about them, and you know. Even though they fight or whatever it is, you know, my youngest daughter, she gives everything a hundred billion percent. She could be the highest high, and then next thing she could be freaking just bawling her eyes out for no reason. They have a name for that. Uh, what? Bipolar. Lucy. What? Uh, my daughter. It's funny you mentioned bipolar because when not I, bipolar. No, no, Kid but kids. bipolar means highs. Yeah, very no, high I know. highs yeah, and very low lows. And- and and when I met my wife, she told me she was she was bi, and she waited six months for me to figure out she meant bipolar. <laughs> Were you disappointed? <laughs> the biggest letdown. Of like, hey, when we head into that bar, you know the one with the uh, no, no, it's not happening. <laughs> no, I mean the kids are they're emotional. You know, it's great. I, you know, it's it's something to be said about letting it out and and being that emotional but there's also something to be said about you know controlling it it's yeah. it's like her superpower you know she can become a super villain or she can become a superhero if she can control it and learn to use her powers for good yeah. she's going to be great if she you know uses her powers for evil and becomes annoying then she will be a super villain and i will be forced to have to reckon with her yeah i don't yeah. know if you guys know this but lee just told me before the show that um she's expecting excuse me what? Expecting what a package in the mail? <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, what? No kids? What? What are you talking about? I have animals. Squeeze me, baking powder. What? <laughs> just lies. He's just like, yeah, just I'm sitting here lies. with my no children. And so is Harrison sitting yeah. here with your no children. Harrison is a children. I, he uh, is my child, actually. I do have one child. I am a very large child. <laughs> An adult child. One day I'll be ready for children. I think I'll be probably seventy. What if they all turned out like me? 
lot of th- a lot of thoughts There'd went be through a my lot mind. Of booze in the house. A lot of booze in the house. And a lot of dirty diapers. Are you implying that I shit a lot? Well, you, you don't. I'd say. Are we the going average. back to that conversation? Well, I mean, what's average? Every after every time you eat. Really? What? That's a lot. No. That uh, is I don't lot. even go that often. That is uh, healthy and normal. So you, wow, so you, that's you, amazing. So you, you, you. I'm shocked. Go to the so, bathroom three times a day. If I eat three meals, or typically, six. yeah. What if you eat six meals? I don't think that's normal. Look, I know I'm fluffy, but I'm not that fluffy that I eat six well, meals. Well, what if you have small six tiny meals? Mm, I don't think that's maybe. I don't think that's normal. So every time you eat, you go to the bathroom. You're supposed to, yeah. You know. are. What? That's not uh, health I, facts. I, I think you're completely wrong. I I'm gonna agree with that statement. I'm kind of nervous for you. You might yeah. have a problem. I'm fairly consistent. I I mean I've been running for three or four months and nothing has changed. I'm pretty active uh, once a day. I started running this morning. I ran for the first time in like three years, and I was like, "Holy shit, this is really hard." And uh, I didn't actually run. I walked and <laughs> speed walk. <laughs> I started. I started running with a walk. And by and by and by walking, I mean I watched uh, a race on Somebody NBC on Sports. And by walking, no, I mean I, I actually the went outside down. and I walked. And uh, and about halfway through, I went. Oh, I usually go to the bathroom around this time, and now I have to go home. <laughs> but walking, I was halfway away, and now I have it halfway back. And it was very so uncomfortable. What, by walking, you, you thought about getting up. <laughs> <laughs> I, and then I woke up from this dream that I thought about walking and running. So Wait, I, I have a better question. Did you register for the Suffolk County Half Marathon? Not yet. Okay. When Are you gonna? That? I'm not You're, gonna do a half October marathon. October 29th. I am running a half marathon. It's Sunday, October 29th. Have That's you my birthday. Pre- preparing? I ran a 10K like a week and a half ago. Wow. Mm-hmm. Fancy. Yeah, I said congratulations. Thank yeah. you. A um, half marathon is only three more K than that. October uh, 29th. I'm not said? really good at math. It's like right five now. more K. 11? 5K. I think it's like well, 15 K. Well, a 5K is 3.3. A 10K is 6.6. Right. Oh, 10K 6.2. A half marathon is 13.1. Right, so it's got to be like around 15K. 13.1 miles. Miles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Miles. Right. So do you run the whole entire time or you walk? You take um, breaks? So when I did the 10K, um, I have been – started running. I ran. I used to run a lot when I was younger. I started running to lose weight uh, about three months ago. And all the running I've been doing has been on a flat surface. And the day we that we had the 10K that we were in, it was actually a 50-mile relay with a bunch of – uh, women that invited me to join their group because they needed eight people in the group and a, some women dropped out. So me and another guy ended up being the two women that joined this eight-woman group. So do that math. But uh, they're great people. And um, uh, actually, Lisa owns a chiropractic practice, practice in Holbrook that we need to plug. And um, she, she uh, we, what the, what the hell was the original question? Did um, you walk? <laughs> No, so so one portion of probably the last two mile and a half of the run was uphill, and I hadn't experienced long distance uphill running, and it killed me. Mm-hmm. And I had to walk for probably about half a mile before the half mile that finished the race. So that really killed me, and it was embarrassing. But I still finished the 10K with my best time. Of 11, minute, 11 minutes and 33 seconds was my total pace overall. Nice. Nice. So, That's pretty good, man. Yeah, I want to do that, but I can't run the whole entire way. I'm yeah, not a I don't a think runner. you have to. You I can, can do whatever you want. Walk, yeah, speed we'll, walk, the three run. of us. We'll do, uh, you could do an interval. Yeah. We'll, do the, we'll do the 5K, the South Carolina Marathon. I would it's do my it. birthday. You think that's October what I want? Congratulations. What do you want 
after at the end of the race. Exactly. No, I, I want to not do it. <laughs> That's like my present. <laughs> you weren't going to do it anyway. No, he's asking me. Jonathan asked me to do it, and I was toying with the idea of doing it. I think we should all do it together. I think we should do it. What time is it at? It's like 7 in the morning. Oh. It probably starts at 7 or 8 in the morning. It's a Sunday. It's Not like a, it's 75 like bucks to register. I wake up early. I woke up at 5 a.m. today. Oh, God. And, Since and, when? And so I will I just, tell you, um, this woman, Lisa, has become like a mentor to me in terms of running. Um, I'm texting her and like endlessly questions about shoes and sneakers and this and that. Uh, her name's Lisa LaParry. She has a Lisa LaParry chiropractic in Holtzville, so... Uh, she's amazing. She's into CrossFit and running and chiropractic and other things. She's great. Nice. Good, Good to know. I mean, I woke up at 630 this morning to not run, so we're even. I worked out this morning. Did you? Yeah. Actually, it's funny you say because you say, oh, when do you start? So Yeah, you're not a morning person. I'm not, but I just, I've become one uh, because of Tim. Shout out to Tim. Wow. Love that, man. He helped you become a morning person. Yep. He tickles, so, him. He tickles him every morning. Devil. It's like, oh, get up, Harrison. <laughs> Lost another one to the dark side. <laughs> see you later. And uh, so, like, for the longest time, I'd wake up at, like, 7 in the morning. Like, that would be my time to wake up, 7, 7.30. And then I'd get ready and, and come to Nerds. And and then one day I woke up and I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to, like, I'm wasting all this time. I don't have enough time in a day to do everything I want, so I need more time. So where am I going to give out more time? I'm going to have to cut out sleep. Because I don't have any more time in the day to cut out areas. So. <laughs> As you yawn into your arm. No, I burped. <laughs> I think I burped. Burp. Yeah. That was yeah. And um, so I was like, oh, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to start waking up at like 6, 6.30. So I have a full hour in the morning to go exercise. I try to ride, like, ride my bike. is my favorite thing to do in the morning. But now it's getting colder in the morning. I'm just like, fuck. It sucks. So. I was I was waking up in the morning and just riding, 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 and I loved it. And then like one week, and I was doing it for like two months. One week, I woke up and I was like, I don't really want to ride my bike this morning. I just want to sleep. And just breaking that habit, I wound up sleeping for like the last like three weeks to yeah about three weeks, and I've been sleeping in to like seven seven thirty again. And I was like, fuck that. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to break the pattern again, and I'm going to start waking up at 5 o'clock in the morning. So now I wake up at 5 o'clock in the morning. And then, like, a lot of it is I'll, I'll lay in my bed, but I'm up. And I'm like, all right, as I'm waking up, I'm on Facebook. I'm on my social social media news feeds. And I'm like, that's stuff I would have done at night, but now I'm not doing it at night. I'm doing it in the morning. And then by the time, like, 6 o'clock rolls around, I'm like, all right, let's go to the gym. Like, time to get out of the house. Like, I need to go do something. What time do you go to sleep? Uh, Like, midnight. How do you oh, live with problem. five hours, that's dude? Problem, right? what? I would kill people. How could you do that? What do you mean? Five, five hours, that's it? Yeah, bro. Fuck He's it. young. That's yeah. what dude. it is. He's really dude. young. So for me, I'm I'm a huge believer in productivity. And and obviously it makes sense because I'm I'm earn all my revenue, my money for my family is based on commission only. Yeah. So it's easier for me to make this argument. But um, I generally wake up before six in the morning mm-hmm. i'm generally at my desk before seven in the morning my wife thinks there's something completely wrong with me because there are times when i just wake up at three thirty in the morning and i get up and i go to work and i'm at my desk at four o'clock in the morning sending emails but if i can knock out um you know a whole day's worth of work by 10 o'clock in the morning then that leaves so much time for me to like Go to the bar. <laughs> I knew you were when going do you go there. to sleep, though? 
But I generally go to sleep somewhere between eight and nine thirty at night, dude. I like that's when I get home, and I lay. Yeah. And, and, and like I, with this, I get too. home. That's when the kids and, go to sleep, I, which means before, I get my time. And before the podcast started, what's this thing called? The draft top. The A draft table? top. I had an idea about the draft top. I literally had the draft top was at like three o'clock in the morning because what happens is I wake up. And I start just thinking mostly about work, but it's random thoughts, right? Mm -hmm. So I had this idea about the draft top that could help these guys improve, in my opinion, what the draft top is. And whether it's a good idea or not, who cares? But it's a good example of of just that, that my wife will tell you this really something wrong with me. We were at a wedding and someone asked my wife, how much does your husband work? And she said, ha ha, that's funny. Only when he's awake. Yeah. All the time. Right, because I, I can't stop. My wheels don't stop turning. So yeah. if I wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning and I start thinking about your account, I don't go back to sleep. I get up and I go to my office yep. and I get that ball rolling so that I'm not – I, I go to ha- sleep at 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. I'll well, text my, you. Yeah. I'll be like, oh, I'm going to bed now. And you'll be like, oh, I just woke up. My wheels don't stop turning either. That's why I don't sleep. I don't fall asleep until like 1. Yeah, Lee I'd takes say. drugs. I do. I take drugs. Do you really? To go to yeah. sleep. Really? Yeah, for a long, long time. Yeah. I have, I can, I have, a, I can actually help you with that. Really? No, seriously, I had a, an insomnia problem. Okay. Oh, I thought you were gonna say, yeah, I just crawl into bed with you, and I help you, I like, no, that would, you as you that fall would, asleep. that would make keep her awake because she'd be frightened. She'd be like, <laughs> "What is this monster in my room?" And I'd be like, "It's just me." And then she'd be like, "Josh, you're frightening. You're Josh, frightening. I set you Put up your and pants you on. It. You're frightening." <laughs> I, I'm a scary dude and a jerk. Um, no, seriously though. So I had insomnia really bad and I was the same way. Like I would go home and I would just like think about my clients and like think about all the problems that I had during the day and how to solve them. And just, it was like the things I had to do the next day and all these things. So number one thing that helped me the most, uh, write down literally the night, like right before you go to bed, all the things that are on your mind, every single thing that's on your mind, put it down on paper and just, and you write it down and literally write at the end of it. Now I do not have to remember these things. Mm. And you just actually write that. And you'll be surprised at the things that you write, the power it does have over you. And you will not worry about these things if you have them written down. It's like a message to your own brain saying, you don't have to worry about this brain because it's down there. And I don't have to think about this anymore. All the things that I have to do, they're right there. You can take a chill. And then the other thing that I do to help me go to sleep, what I used to do is if you start with your toes and you just kind of – clench your muscles starting with your toes and do every muscle starting from your toes from your foot all the way up your legs up through your arms through your you know your torso through your body up to your head i guarantee you by the time you get to your shoulders you'll be fast asleep hmm. that's you a just, lot of concentration man. but that's the point that's the hardest is you're part. not th- you Thinking. know we used to do we used to do this exercise it's meditation it's like a meditation yeah. mm-hmm. and we used to do this exercise in acting class where we would we would it's called breathe and know you're breathing and it sounds like the dumbest thing right breathe and know you're breathing what the hell is that but have you ever stood somewhere and you just stand there straight with your you know your body in alignment and you breathe in through your nose and just all you do is just focus on breathing, breathing. in and breathing out don't think about Things you have to do. Don't think about the noises. Don't think about what you look like. Just concentrate on the air going in and the air going out. And take three breaths in. 
you know, take a breath in and do it three times. And I guarantee you when on the third breath you breathe out and open your eyes, you'll be a ton more focused. Yeah, that's mindfulness. That's, that's yeah. meditation. Yeah. very powerful. Yeah. And in terms of making lists, Josh is correct. One of the things that I mm. that I do all the time is I actually don't trust myself to remember anything. So if the simplest thing occurs, um, uh, my wife is very disorganized and leaves clutter around, and that's something that we have banter at a minimum about, right? But bad fights sometimes. <laughs> uh, but uh, for me, and she always says, well, you don't forget anything, so it's easy for you to say this. And the reality is I learned a long time ago that I am a forgetful person, and I can't trust myself to remember anything. So rather than saying, well, I'm only going to remember these three things, I believe I'm not going to remember anything. So every single thing that I need to remember, I send my, I just send myself an email. And mm-hmm. I, when I get a lot of mornings, I like that. I've done that now. A lot of mornings when I get to the office, I'll have nine or ten emails from the previous day of with just to do, to do, mm-hmm. to do. And or, or just, you know, call Frank, call Josh, call Lee, do this, mm-hmm. do that. Uh, Harrison wants a quote on his auto. I just I just send myself one word so it acts as a prompt because I can remember from yesterday what what my general conversations were with people and I I don't really necessarily believe that you need to write at the end. Now I don't need to remember this. Well, I'm I just think, trying to no, help her think, specifically. But I think yeah. your subconscious knows that once you've made a note of it, you can forget about it. Yeah, and that's I what do all of this. I really do all. The, but the problem is, I'll do all of that and then I'll lay there and then like 20 more thoughts will come in and then it's. Like, oh, so I then you're not. Up. So then you're not writing them all no, down. No, keep sending you're yourself coming up. Keep no, sending yeah. yourself then the text not, or the emails or writing it on the pad. Right. Yeah, you just you gotta. It's like it's like um, to write. You know, a lot of times you know, and and I like Stephen King. You guys like Stephen King? Mm-hmm. I love Stephen King. I don't really necessarily like his books. I like Stephen King the person for what he's accomplished, and I think he's amazing because he talks about all the time in interviews about how much trouble he has writing. And you're like, holy shit, Stephen King. This guy's wrote a billion bestsellers. His movies are off the hook. And this guy has trouble writing. And he sits there and says, sometimes I just brain dump. You know, I just, whatever is on my mind, it just like vomit on the page. Sometimes it leads to ideas. Sometimes it doesn't. And I'm just saying, you should probably take a good hour or two and just literally brain dump and not think about it. Get it off onto the page and don't even think about it. don't even worry about it just right. get it all out you know it's like i mean Lee, it's like I, having a problem like i keep you know in- i have probably four or five pads in my life there's one in my car i have a I, there's one in my car i have a bag, a backpack i carry some of you might have seen it there's a pad in there there's a pad on my desk there's a pad on my nightstand oh my god yeah i know but but so if you're <laughs> wait what wait i know this because you bought me that nice yeah, because when I saw the crappy pad you yeah, were carrying, yeah, I always have pads too. See? But you, but you're, if you're going to bed, still going, oh, there's still more I'm thinking about. You're not still not utilizing the tool enough, right? Would be the first thing I would jump on, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I just feel like it never ends. That's okay. Yeah. That's what they invented. Keep writing paper it for. down. Just keep keep writing it down Brain until you can go great. to sleep. You know, it's crazy. I was at uh, like this holistic acupuncturist the other day, and he did this crazy test. He does all these. Is wacky it who tests. I know? No, somebody uh, else. Um, and you the ho- first guy or the second guy? We say, oh, he's been on the podcast. Dr. Oh, it's uh, – no, Can we mention his name? Dr. Greg Barron. Yeah, he's yeah, awesome. He's a shit. He's amazing. I haven't, you know called, him too? I haven't called him yet, but – You he, better. Yeah. Lee gave me his phone number and was like, this guy will really help you. Yes. And I'm like, oh, sweet. I, I need tons of help. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not, not going to call this guy. Nope. <laughs> Procrastination. Yeah, I'm not going to call this guy. Hey. Yeah. Would you like a, a life of happiness and freedom? Nah. Yeah, nah. totally. Wait, I got to actually like call him? He should know that I want this and call me. <laughs> He's not a psychic. 
Oh. So wait, so listen to this. So I take this test at this guy's, uh, this other acupuncturist the other day, right? And it, you basically hold like these two metal stand things or whatever, and you hold them, and it has something to do with your heartbeat and the ry- and the rhythm of your heartbeat, and it ha- it's connected to your whole central nervous system, and it shows where you're like really awake then not so awake during the day and has like all these dips so oh so you wear it all day long no no no. i wore i held these two things for like three minutes and it like pulled up all these graph and charts it has everything to do with your nervous system how much did this cost you no i go to this guy regularly he helps 80 bucks not for the test just for the visit so anyway acupuncture all that good stuff it's really good so anyway so afterwards he's like so and he knows me but not like no know me he's like you're not a morning what do you person, mean he doesn't huh? know you he's seen your central nervous system yes say he knows you as pretty as, intimately as far as sleep patterns go right <laughs> he's he goes, seen inside of you he goes <laughs> insert <up>. dirty <laughs> joke here. what seriously insert so what? He goes, dirty joke he goes you're not a morning person huh and i'm like no not at all he's like so you you start to wake up around 10 but then he's like then you dip He's like, then at 12 is your prime. He's like, then at 4. And he's like showing me all the, at 4 o'clock, you really hit, you, you really go downhill. And he's like, and then from 5 and on, he's like, you were like an adrenaline rush. And it's so true. I'm like an owl at night. I get huh. so much done at night. Until I, and I don't come sleep. on the 50th episode of, of the podcast. And out of, out of the four people in this room, how many of you do that? Three out of the four. Do what? Do what? You stay up late at night. You productive late. I'm at just night. awake. Yeah, so that's why I do everything at night. You know. Yeah, I mean, I went to a guy and he he was doing all these tests on me, and then after the tests are over, he's like, "You know, you have a weight problem." I'm like, "All those tests told you that?" He goes, no, I saw you. With your, I saw you with your shirt off when you walked in, and I'm like, "Oh, okay." Right. And he's like, "Where's my thousand dollars?" And I was like, "Here exactly. you go. I'll write you out. Exactly. You take checks. You take food stamps." That's one of the things I don't like. Even the book I sent, you know, Lee had. Ooh, I read that. On, on what book? The Orange Book. What was it called? I'm Orange. Right. Are you Orange? I think I was. I'm Orange. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Because you bought me a book. I want to know what book this is, but you bought me it's a like book. the color. And I read a fucking... I read almost half the whole book in in a day. And I, I don't read, which was crazy. Because I was just like... It was good. Just flipping through pages. And I'm like... I'm like, I should probably stop now. Like, I've been here for sitting here for a while, and I'm like, all right, I wonder how far I am through the book. I'm like, holy shit, I almost read half the book in one sitting. Right. I read just, the whole just thing. Just so everyone knows, if you hire nerds that care, Harrison can't read. What's the well, name well, of the? I can read. What's the name of the book? Oh, that the like, book I gave Harrison was called The Alchemist. Yes. Oh, okay. And uh, that's a famous book. It's a great book. Yeah, no, yeah it's a never, never book. heard of it until. That I've, I've, I tend Jonathan to, Kreitzman came along. When, when, when I Jonathan tend to meet people that I think are um, on the right path and growing their life, not necessarily their career, it's a great book to just give people a little motivation to just keep going the way you're going. Because the way you're going is not the way I'm going, but it's the way you need to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, it's, so it's a great, great, very, very simple story. I highly recommend The Alchemist. Uh, it's a very fast read, three four hours probably to get through the whole thing for a normal no, I feel reader. And, Lee, is um, that the book you were talking about? No, no. And, yeah. and for Lee, do you know the name of that book? Because I, it was a book I read like fifteen, maybe even twenty years ago that describes. I'm gonna look it up. How people f- and this and this is a great example. And even oh, though yes, you told me about that on our right, podcast. So even though I knocked this, I'm gonna knock this book, but it's still a good book. And so, so the gist of the book is that everybody falls into certain categories, and the author uses colors to determine which category you fall into. So, like Lee said, she's an orange, and I'm an orange too. 
And the the thing that makes me kind of laugh with a lot of this stuff when you go see psychics or people that are doing v- neuro vibes or whatever Lee was doing, acupuncture, yeah, yeah, that that stuff. The 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 and I don't mean to minimize acupuncture. I got it. What color is your personality? What color is your personality? Red, orange, yellow. The or thing green. that's really funny to Tell me with a, the thing that's funny to me with a lot of these books is that they are telling you stuff you already know like you don't need lee doesn't need to know she's an extroverted personality and have the guy slap an arbitrary color like orange onto her personality but people still want to buy those books and it's just very funny to me because i know i'm a people person i know i'm outgoing i know i want to make a lot of money and i want to help people and hearing that i'm orange how is that helping me but for some reason people still like reading those books as opposed to the Alchemist, mm-hmm. which I think is helps people stay on the path for their personal journey. You think the Orange Book does that? I think. Well, I think it, it get, gets in more detail, which I actually really like that book. And it also is about the person. Anybody wants to know about themselves. They want to understand themselves better. For and I think knowing your own path is important, obviously. But I think people like to learn more about themselves because that's the most important topic. Typically. Which is interesting because a lot of times people want to learn more about themselves, but they're constantly comparing themselves to other people. Absolutely. Which is like... Ooh, so I want to give yeah. a little thought on that. Right? What I feel like, because I think about this all the time, because I compare myself to everybody, and I feel like when I compare myself to other people, I figure out myself more. Because I look at other people and I look at I look at the three of you, I look at James, I look at, I look at people that I meet and say... What makes them different from myself? And, and then I don't judge other people as far as that goes. I don't say, oh, you know, you, you know, Jonathan is, uh, you know, he's a pilot. He's got to have all these. He's got to have all these crazy friends. That, you know, they just do crazy shit and all this. Like I'm like, what? What in him is different from me? And then if that's different, now I'm painting the picture of myself because that's not. It's not Jonathan. Or if we do have something in common, I say, hey, you know, me and Jonathan have the fact, or the three of us, oh, you know, Harrison is an extrovert. Harrison likes to talk a lot. Harrison is likes to be the center of attention, whatever it may be. And I'm like, oh, you know, now that I'm relating myself to other people, I'm helping build the picture of myself because I see what I what I am related to and not related to in other people. So that's interesting because I'm going to admit to you guys that, you know, the not the old me, but, you know, the unevolved me, which, you know, I'm always working on myself and always working on becoming a better person and becoming a better CPA and becoming a better everything, you know, I have to admit that, you know, a lot of times back in my past when I would meet certain people or meet people that I felt were a competition, I would get very, uh, very jealous and very like, why can't I have those things? Like, you know, why can't I run a 10 K like this is bullshit. You know, it's not fair. And I get stuck with the problem, a hormone imbalance, or I get to eat, you know, why do I get to eat bagels and get, you know, overweight when, you know, other people get to eat bagels and run tough mutters. It's not, it's not fair. And, and I got 
it was a big problem. It is, it is a big problem for me, and I'll admit that to everybody that you know that's something that was a huge issue for me with a lot of people. Not necessarily with you know with Jonathan. I love Jonathan. He's great. You know, we can we got along instantaneously. Lee, same thing. Harrison, same thing. But you know, in my past, you know, five six years ago, I was always like, ah oh, man, he's a better this than me. Why can't I be like that? That's ridiculous. When it probably wasn't true that they were better. They're just different, and it's okay that people have different strengths and different weaknesses. And it took me a long time to like well, get it's your, over that. It's your mm-hmm. perspective. You know? If you if you love the this the I heard this story somewhere, and, and maybe this is a little too abstract, but if you love dolphins. And I take you, and I throw you off of a, 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 a new. And if you're just terrified of sharks and fish and stuff, if I take the same person and throw them off a boat into deep water, and there's dolphins surrounding them, one person's going to be ecstatically happy, and another person's going to be okay. terrified that they're going to die. Mm-hmm. And it really, it's the same scenario, and it's really about your perspective and the way you're perceiving your life. And and for a lot of people, um, what I've experienced is that a lot of people do tend to do what Josh was saying, that they're comparing themselves in a negative way. And something I've always done, I don't know why, but from a little child was I always compared myself to people and said, I want to be like that. It wasn't envy. It wasn't something negative. It was it was how can I change myself or my perspective or what am I doing that's not getting me the results that they're getting. Mm-hmm. So if I need to be more of a risk taker or if I need to be a harder worker or if I need to listen more to my wife so that I can have a better relationship with her, it's all those things about trying to grow. Sure. And, mm-hmm. and you know um, – I had a lot of anger too. So, you know, when I would watch TV or see a crappy actor, I was just like, why did they get a job? Why didn't I get that job? They suck and this and that. And now it's like, good for them. I'm happy for them. You know, I had friends that went on and did shows and did TV. And, and at first I was pissed. I was like, what the hell? Like, how dare, you know, how dare they have this great stuff happening to them? And I'm sitting here struggling and it's not right. And, but the truth is, it's not right for me to feel that way, and you know, I'm. It, it took a long time to move well, on. No, you're that, allowed you know? to feel that way, but you're going to reap the well. I reaped the rewards re- re- of reaped the benefits. <laughs> I was reaping the negativity, which is you're going to reap what you sow. Right. So, yeah. so you, you can be any way you want, and you know that movie, um, Cuba Gooding Jr. and Tom Cruise, Jerry Maguire. Jerry Maguire, you know, when when the football player Cuba Gooding Jr. was having a bad attitude and no no agents wanted no no uh, football companies wanted to talk to him, he reaped the effects of his negative attitude. Right, and that's the same thing. You know, if you if you really uh, want to be the best actor there is, you 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 go to the casting calls and then you go out to the happy hours that everybody's at after the fact and. Choose people up, so you, yep. those jobs are coming toward you. You know, it's yeah. One of the uh, one of the greatest lines I've recently heard, and I'm sure it's been around for forever, is it's not the situations that you're in that define you; it's how you react to the situations that you're in. So if something happens, you got to turn sideways, dude. We're not all getting in this photo. Then I can't do Instagram if I do it sideways. What? Why not? I don't know. You've been very heavy on the Instagram lately. I know, but. I think that if, if even if if it's good or Here bad, it. Crop it. <laughs> if if it's good or bad and it happens to you, it doesn't really matter. It just it's all how you react to it, and then the way you react to it, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, is how 
you'll continue to react to it. So if there's a death or something like that, you say, oh, you know, we instead of celebrating, instead of mourning that person's death and celebrating their life, which is what we all try to do, but it's very difficult, if you really focus on that, it's such a more pleasurable experience that knowing that if they were in pain or suffering, they're at, they're at ease now, and then you can continue on. Yeah, and I also think it's that it's mindset, and it's like what motivates you. So you could look at a situation and be pissed and be like, why don't I have that? Or be pissed and be like, you know what? I want that. Yeah. I'm going to go after that. Yep. So I that's how I used to be. Uh, I used to work at Paychex, and I when I first started, I was horrible. Like, I would literally was horrible selling 401k plans. I didn't know what I was doing. I came from the retail world and everybody around me was doing well and your numbers are hanging everywhere. And just like one day it clicked for me about six months in and I had no manager. My manager got demoted. Mm -hmm. So I was like trying to figure it all out. And then one day I was like, this is crap. I was pissed. I was like, I took this job. I left this other one after seven years. I'm going to make this happen. And I'm just going to do this. And I have no idea. Literally, this happened like overnight for me. And I worked my ass off, like nobody's business, and I became one of the top reps in the company. And all of a sudden, it was like Lee, who sucked, who was at the bottom, was now on top. Because you wanted. I wanted it so bad, and on top of that, you know, all the trips and everything. I wanted the free the first trip that year when I was going for it was Hawaii, and I'm like, I am freaking going to Hawaii for free. Like I am, that is my goal, and like literally nothing was stopping me. So. I was like, your mindset, Josh, like I was angry, and then I completely, like out of nowhere, just flipped it, and from there, it was just over. That's was, how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's that simple. I tell people, like, when people find out I have a podcast, the normal reaction is, holy shit, that's so cool, and the other reaction is, like, like how did you do it? Like, like what did you do to get a podcast? You're so lucky. Ah, uh, yeah, I knew you were so going to say it. And, or, oh, you're so lucky, or... Oh, like that's so cool. You must have so much free time to do that. Listen, motherfucker, I have no free time. I have no free time. Minus this podcast, I'm still just as busy. And I still fit it in. And I see people all the time. They're like, it's either luck or, oh, you're so fortunate. Oh, oh, you know, oh, you just you just have it all. You, you got it. I'm like, no, no. I just fucking want it. I want it more than you do, clearly. If I'm willing to stay up till midnight... To get a podcast done so it's out so that way when Jonathan or Josh or Lee goes to work the next morning, they can tell all their friends that they were on a fucking awesome show. I'll stay up till midnight. If I have to stay up till 1, 2, 3 in the morning, I'll get it done. And I'm still going to wake up at 5, 6 in the morning and still hammer in a good workout and still get to work on time and still hammer through a day of work and then continue to work extra to make sure that I'm still getting ahead of the game. All on three hours of sleep. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> that's fuck. Most, I can't do that. That's anymore. the most amazing part of the story. People I can't tell do me, that oh anymore. my god, I love. I had a guy, me, oh, I had a guy that, that called that. me and begged me to get him a job selling insurance, and I got him a job working at the company that I was at at the time. And after a few months, he comes to me because he wasn't wasn't getting getting any traction, and he starts complaining to me about how this isn't happening for him, and that's not happening for him. And I said, let me ask you a question. You play hockey? He goes, yeah. I go, how many times a week? He goes, three. Go, you play hockey three nights a week? Yeah. Uh, you know, and on, and on Sundays, I go, so this isn't your priority. And he looks at me and goes, like dead in the eye, like he was so right. Bro, are you serious, bro? That's what he said to me. Yeah, of course. Oh, you, like, got, you got broed. Yeah. 
Like, like I was don't, crazy to don't think. Don't me like you know me. To think, I was crazy to think that he shouldn't be entitled to his personal time. And you are. We are all entitled to our personal time, but we have to make choices. Oh, right? see, I'm on the total flip side. I don't think you're entitled to shit. If no, you no, want you're entitled time, to have your personal time. Oh, if but you, you have choose to, make, to have personal time. Right, but you're, gonna but you're re- making a choice to trade off time to do other Correct. things. But for you're that not entitled time. to it. You have to make a choice. Opportunity cost. Well, you're entitled to make that decision Here's for yourself. Real simple. I think when, is what Jonathan's when, saying. Yeah. Let's make it even simpler. When do you get a vacation? When you allow yourself to take one. When you earn one. Not when your company gives you one. It's when you, if you care about growing. You know, I have, I have, I keep a book in my office about Microsoft Excel. And we hire young people that come in and they don't know how to use Excel. They don't know how to put uh, frames around cells so that they can make an attractive spreadsheet. And I hand them the book and I tell them, it's a, it's a test. I tell them, here's a book that I bought. This book is 10 years old. You should buy your own book. You should take a class on Excel. Because and even because Bradley and Parker might pay for the class, but even if they don't, spend $200, make an investment in your career. In you yourself. will become more valuable, and then then people won't want to let you go if there's a downturn. And And I don't tell people... This is what you should do. I just give them a little advice. No one goes and takes the class. No one thanks me for the book. I have to go back three months later and ask for the book, and it's in the same spot it was when I handed it to them. See, that fucking blows my mind. Like, it took. don't get me wrong. It took me a while to read The Alchemist because I was so busy. I'm like, I don't want to start reading something that I might either get addicted to or... I'm not going to have the allotment of time. Just because it's about, just because it has alchemists and it's about chemistry, doesn't mean you're going to be addicted to it. As far as I know, up to this point, there's no chemistry in it. I'm kidding. Um, Just about the alchemists. There will be. Oh, there will be. Hmm. Um, But it was just. Well, it's not really chemistry. It's alchemy. Alchemy. Okay. You know what alchemy really is? Not. You know what alchemy is? It's only one thing. Do you know what alchemy is? It's the changing iron into gold. That's right. That's what, like, really? what Leonardo da Vinci was looking to do. Yep. Turn, one, one of the things he was exploring. Yeah. Turning iron into Converting gold. Converting iron into gold. And the and the message of the alchemist in the book. Don't spoil it for me. No, it, I, I won't. But is that <laughs> no. is that you you if remember I said you were all on different paths? Yeah. If that's really what you want to do, you can do it. Oh yes, I'm realizing that now. Already. You, you can do it right now. Like in the book and in No no, life. right now. I don't know what book you're talking about. Yeah, like this moment, whatever you're talking yes, about. Yes, if that's what you've been working toward your whole life, and that's what you care about, and if if being for me being the most successful insurance person in the world is that's my goal, that's who I'm going to become. If that's what I dedicate myself to, yeah. If I want to dedicate myself to four nights of hockey, I'm going to be the best amateur hockey player mm-hmm. on Long Island. And that's okay, too. We just have to make choices. Absolutely. A hundred percent. Agreed. Good lesson. Yeah, I think so. Well spoken. We're in an hour and 45 minutes. Holy jeez. Well, we're going to cut out the first half hour. Maybe there's I'm like 10 minutes in, in I'll the middle. I'll just give a, I'll give a prelude. <laughs> oh is it a prelude or a prelude? I think preamble. Preamble. Start- preamble. Oh, preamble. We started, we stopped and stuttered and... <laughs> 
we got to re-listen to that opening. up when we first walked in. That shit would You should crazy. do like yeah. a ding or something where you because because for the first I literally I would say the first sixty seconds I wasn't certain we had actually started. It wasn't even the first sixty seconds. I think like the first ten minutes we were like. I said we were. What do we talk about? Yeah, here? exactly. <laughs> we will, we will just, just saying you know, discerning. Each other. In real studios, there's a light that turns on or something. <laughs> <laughs> and we're live. <laughs> right, right. right. Uh, yeah, you know, working on it, working on it. Working no, on this it. is no. This, a good song to this, really um, like, pump it up. Maybe I'll change it tonight. Yeah, change you're, the you're song. in your you're in an explosive infancy, mm-hmm. and you should not be apologizing. This is very attractive and beautiful. You need to. Say Dude, it the right way. One fucking banging on table. Who gives a shit? This is beautiful. I love there it. it. Is. I like it. There it is. It's all about the. It's all about. The, you know, one thing I've realized because I people had, know they're in the room with me right now. They do. Well, either that or they just turn this off because they yeah. can't hear anymore. <laughs> <laughs> one or the other. But I've come to realize that it's not so much. And I try to produce the highest quality stuff, but it's not so much the quality; it's the content involved, and it's the people. It definitely is. Definitely is. I've it's it's really the toilet paper. Potentially. <sighs> yeah, I went there. You Satanist. I know. Harrison, yeah. can I, this is another thing. Like, you need to own who you are, right? Do, you th- do, do I? Then is the question. No, and yes, we all, <laughs> oh. we all need to own, yeah. own who we are, right? So if someone wants to degrade Lee and say she's not a good uh, sales trainer or that her program is not effective someone's going to say that and mm-hmm. obviously they're going to be wrong but if Lee's going to allow that uh, opinion to infiltrate her who she is that's not fair to Lee it's not you know what I'm saying yeah. so you literally have a toilet paper roll in this room mm-hmm. that's properly hung and you're allowing him to infect your psyche with with his drivel. My drivel. drivel. So, so My drivel. cast aside the drivel. The drivel. Yeah. Don't let it hit you. Go, wow, that's interesting. Oh, J- Josh, that's interesting that you have such a fucked up look on life. <laughs> I, love your, I love your word choices. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I, I'm a different outside the box it thinker. My and, and honestly, if you can't drivel. think differently about your because roll of toilet I, paper, then I feel for you. <laughs> I feel bad. I feel bad that you can't think how to hang your toilet paper. And he's allowed to feel that way. You just don't have to allow it to affect you, because it's living on in living proof right here in front of us. Yeah. And Who touched the toilet paper? That's what I did. Somebody go to use it? No, I, 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 see, I don't know. there was a cat that touched it. and It's Let, all fucked up. I told you last, not to hang your toilet paper like that. <laughs> at the Lee last, cat. at the last podcast, Harrison was in a little bit of a rush. He needed a little. Got it. It's right there it's for a, grabs. It's convenient. It is convenient. Yeah. But it was it was actually funny. I was curious to go back to the fucking toilet paper because that's how we're going to run this thing. I was very curious as to where I wanted to hang it. And I was and I didn't know, but I wanted to make sure. And actually, the sole reason why I put it... I shouldn't say put it right there because you'd probably see it just about anywhere in the room. It was just for you, Josh. I appreciate that. Props just, to Catherine. Oh, fuck yeah. Major She's, props to she Catherine. She comes in she's like, I have a gift Dean. for you, but... I can't really tell you what it is until we start the show. I'm like, great. So maybe it's like a fucking huge dildo. I don't know what to expect. What? Why Look, would your mind go there? Yeah. I, fucked up. That's that, insightful that... for us. Was it a dildo or a strap-on? <laughs> Will not be what, named. What kind of question is that? <laughs> I'm just trying to clarify. <laughs> He's going deep into the pain. And, yes. And uh, I, had no f- I had no idea. So... 
through the podcast. I don't know if any. I hope you all listened, but if you didn't, she right when we start, she just pulls out these two tomatoes and she's like, "Hope you like tomatoes. If not, give them to your mom. She'll appreciate them." And I was like, um, "Well, I fucking like tomatoes." By the way, Catherine, they were delicious tomatoes. And then. So, like, right towards the end of the podcast, she's like, oh, I didn't give you the gift, and pulls out the toilet paper roll, because it was like, oh, in the beginning, I was like, I don't know how many you've listened to. She's like, oh, I listened to a couple. Little did I know, she's serial, listened to the entire fucking thing. <laughs> and she obviously picked up on the toilet paper. Right, and you were like, ah, oh, I was hoping it was a vibrator or a dildo, and I can't put this up my butt. What am I supposed to do with it? Uh, Josh, I, I don't want to be the one to break, break the news, but you can put anything up there if you try hard enough. Well, yep. And you guys all. And you guys I all, really don't have a reply to that. And you guys, <laughs> and you guys all got all over me about the strap-on joke, but Josh, it's okay apparently for Chas to mention shoving everything up his butt. I didn't mention it. Harrison <laughs> mentioned it. I was just commenting the, the butt place. Well, I didn't want to. I didn't want to surprise it, but I will give Josh the the dildo. What? For his home use later. Please. To are put you, it in are his you butt. getting it now? Like, no, 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 no. Like in a one-on-one on one scenario when you're um, alone? Yeah. Well, no, no, I'll just give it and to him. And you did say you're going to give him the dildo, right? Oh, he's going to give it. Well, I will present it Are to him. Are you jealous? I will, not, I will not use it with him. This Romance. is so fucked up. I'm going to have to cut this shit out. Who knows? <laughs> All right, guys. All right. Uh, More reasons why up? I don't want to be on this podcast. <laughs> Can we congratulate you on your yeah. 50th episode? <gasps> wow. Thank you. How wow. amazing is that? Mazel tov. Right? Crazy. Well done, um, Lee. Honestly, didn't well think. Oh, Harrison. I should say I didn't think I was going to make it this far. I thought I was going to make it this far. You thought you were going to peter out around forty-eight? No, I just I, believe it or not. And I didn't Why are you saying peter out. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, when I started the podcast, I was curious to know how far I would go with it, and I was, and I had no idea, obviously, because this was the first one I've started on my own. Knew a bunch of people, but I didn't know who I was going to have on and stuff like that. And obviously through my friends, I've been able to build the podcast through references. Um, but when I had when I had started, I said, you know, I would love to hit a thousand, like a hundred, a thousand, five hundred episodes, whatever it is, a huge number. And I just when I was going through it, I was like, all right, this is fun. But I don't like I'm like towards like episode like fifteen, twenty. I was like, how the fuck am I going to make it to fifty? And I woke up and now I'm at fifty. And I'm like, holy shit! And I had a lot of fun the whole way. Well, here, here's what I'll say, and I think Lee was going to talk. She t- she inhaled oh. first. No, I, well, I was going to oh. say is I think we should make this a tradition. Every fiftieth episode, we should all get together. What do you think? Sounds like fun I think to me. That's, I could that's, probably arrange that. That's quite a uh, uh, an ego boost for yourself because it's his show, not ours. Well, I'm just saying. Yeah, you're welcome. You're always welcome. It's goal all setting. of you are all welcome. It's goal setting. That Look, and, and if at any point I, think I ever invite you guys. I started with a very nice mitzvah for, for Harrison and ended with a very selfish statement about what? making it not us. <laughs> it, you know what, it's though? It's a group situation. It is, it's not our group. It's his it, thing. No, it's, a, it's always, you know what? You're, you're right. so lucky to have this. You're right. You're right. I really, yeah, I'm so lucky. Um, you don't work hard at all. You yeah, just walked no. into it. Just walked into you, it. You had sorry, two microphones, and you're like, holy shit, it's a podcast right here yeah, in front of me. Like, holy I didn't fuck, have to do anything. Happened. I just showed up. Yeah. Great. It's just luck. It's all yeah. luck. But uh, Very lucky. Yeah, very, very lucky. You are. How lucky are you? Oh, just the luck. I think I made it's a podcast about luck. about luck. 
But if I didn't, I have to. Hey, 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 hey. Now I'm going to yeah. talk like yes. Jonathan Carroll. Hey, 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 hey. That's what you sound like. Oh, now he's making Irish jokes. You're very, ins- <laughs> you're very insensitive lately. <laughs> Sorry. The most yes. politically correct guy I know is ve- he actually changed my mind about the guys kneeling uh, over the national anthem during about that? football. Literally changed my mind. All right, so let's hear it. Uh, uh, may I? Please go ahead. All right, so. Uh, in the NFL, as some of you may know, some guy, Ka- Kaepernick, I might be Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. Oh, yeah, fuck that dude. I'm not. Well, easy. easy. Well, okay, so bear bear with me. All right, all right. All right. Um, a little crazy. He kneeled for the national anthem for because of, um, I think he said police injustice. injustice? Well, he just feels like there's uh, racial injustice racial and inequality. Injustice. inequality. And a lot of, and, okay, inequality, racial injustice, and, and he also did mention police Brutality. Brutality towards minorities. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I initially heard his uh, thing, I, I, my reaction was generally what my reaction is. Uh, he's an entertainer who really gives a shit what he says or thinks, and this is dumb, and same as Kim Kardashian and all the other, all the other reality television, mm-hmm. who really cares? And I just move on. That's my general thing. Like, yeah. You know, you're, you're paid to provide me or my friends with entertainment, and it is what it is. So it goes on, and other people started kneeling, and Donald Trump stupidly said the things that he said that kind of aggravated the situation even further, which led to Josh and I having this conversation, which kind of leans on my conservative values. As a conservative, my, my main tenant for me, and I don't, I don't really even associate with Republicans, is that I should be allowed to be left alone to do whatever I want. Mm-hmm. That's the main rule by which I live my life. If you want to go buy a big bag of cocaine and get high and go fucking crazy, good for you. I, I really don't think the police should have to lock you up. You want to ride a motorcycle without a helmet. You want to drive a car without a seatbelt. I, I think all these things are kind of like nanny state type yeah. rules that shouldn't be applied to adults. Kind of like Darwin works it all out for everybody. Yeah. Right. 100%. So when I in, – in, and, and I don't I'm, – I'm going to end up – end up at what Josh told me but in hindsight what Josh's position is is that what Kaepernick was going through or dealing with or whatever caused him and and the, you know the the easy hypocrisy that Republicans or conservatives can point at with Kaepernick is that he's a rich guy who's made millions of dollars who's probably never been harassed by the police and and all the things that minorities have to deal with he probably hasn't had to deal with and he's sitting on a shitload of money so who the hell is he to say police brutality minorities blah 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 but so here's the thing here's the rub the second the first amendment doesn't exist for me to say i love america the first amendment exists for me to say all the things that all the rest of Americans don't want to hear and don't want to agree with. Mm-hmm. So the First Amendment's there for for the the ding dong Kaepernicks of the world. Was my initial thought. Mm. He's a ding dong. He's expressing a stupid thought, and he doesn't know what he's doing because he's a rich liberal. And that this was all my thought process. Mm-hmm. So I was halfway to where I am now when I thought these things, and and he could kneel and. If he wants to be a ding-dong and express himself like an idiot, he can do that because he's an American, and that's the right that we have. And Lady Liberty, my vision of America, as stupid as it sounds, is the Statue of Liberty. And the Statue of Liberty, Lady Liberty, can shoulder the burden of the ding-dong burning a flag in the 60s or 
this ding dong kneeling during the national anthem. It's, it's why we have the First Amendment. The First Amendment is not so I could say I love America and say something that everybody agrees with. The second part was that there are minorities that are oppressed. Racism is still real. Yes, it's less than it was 50 years ago or 100 years ago, whatever. Um, and everyone can argue the granularity of that statement. And, and I really don't give a shit about that portion of the argument. Yeah. And Josh's point was exactly that, that most of the stuff that's affecting minorities, regardless of how they're expressing themselves, doesn't affect me. It's none of my business. It's not yeah. my – it doesn't affect me. Who cares for for for, for me? Mm-hmm. I came from no money and I built myself up. I'm still a white guy. I don't know what black people are going through. I have yeah. black friends, but what the hell does that mean? So for Kaepernick to kneel in favor of other minorities because he's trying to shine a light on their plight, maybe he's not a ding-dong. And maybe he's still – ding dong liberal in my math right but he still gets the right to do that and i support his right to do that and it just you know whatever do that oh yes if that's the case yes do i i do support his right to do it but i don't agree with it well but it's not it's that's not your place to agree with or not agree with 100 it doesn't matter whether you agree or not and then you can agree disagree you can hate him you can not hate him the truth is you me people in this room we don't know what these people are going through, except for maybe Lee a little bit because she's a woman, so she does understand what it's like well, no, to and go you're through both, these and you're both Jews, and Jews get persecuted sometimes too. But you know what? We don't know what it's like when you get pulled Why over funny? to be a person of color to get Was pulled that? over and worry that if you reach for your wallet, you could be shot. We don't know what that feeling is yeah. like. No, you're I right. definitely so, experienced some racism right. in inter relationship well remember the first time we went out we went to blackstone and the guy's like oh i'm gonna tell you this joke about an iranian oh, yeah, and you know right. and looks at lee and goes oh you look kind of iranian are you iranian and it's like me. yeah it's a little bit you know on the bigoted side yeah but the thing is we don't know what it's like to to have that feeling that when a person of authority is going to walk up to your vehicle that you could potentially be dead. Mm-hmm. And I will never know what that feeling is like. And so I understand wh- why these people are kneeling because they're not kneeling for themselves and they're not kneeling to do anything other than to call attention to something that is affecting a lot of people in this country. And there is a there is a problem in this country that they are bringing to light. And it's supposed to make you uncomfortable. That's the point of protesting. It's not supposed to make you feel good about it. It's supposed to make you feel un- uncomfortable. So you say, wait a minute. Why are they doing this? It's not right that they do this. Yeah, because they feel, they being people of color, minorities, feel that they're not getting a fair shake. And, you know, it's the same thing where unions feel the same way about, you know, employers. You know, we're not going to go to work today. We're, we're going to sit on the sidelines and we're not working today. Why? Is it right? Is it fair? No. But it's not your place to choose sides. It's yeah. your place to say, the you know, this is what makes this country what, great. What the fact Harrison, that they can do this and it's not Russia or it's not Iran or North Korea where someone says, if you don't stand up for the national anthem, we're going to fucking shoot you. Right. We're going to kill you. Harrison, you, you said you support his right to do that, but you don't agree with it. So that's a common statement that a lot of people make that's, mm-hmm. that's kind of like an odd statement because you really don't know what that ultimately means, yeah. right? So what, when, when Kaepernick kneels for the national anthem, what does it cost you? Oh, it doesn't cost me anything. Cost you nothing. Yeah. To let the man do whatever he wants with his First Amendment right. And what is I had the thought and I just lost it. What what 
the that's the beauty of the First Amendment. Right. That's what we celebrate. Yeah. The beauty. What we're celebrating on the Fourth of July and on, with America is the ability. Even if you think, if you said to me you think he's a ding dong and you completely disagree with his position, that would be better than I think. Uh, you know, he has the right to do it, but I don't agree with it. Like, that's an odd statement. Yeah. Like, can he or can't he take your flag and set it on fire? And if he sets your flag on fire, what's the cost to you? Because the cost to me, in my mind, is actually, it's a bonus. When I look at our enemies across the world, China, mm-hmm. North Korea, if you took a North Korean flag in the middle of North Korea and set it on fire... You'd be on fire right behind it. Are you kidding? That you can't even take posters off a wall. There's a dude. There's an American doing right. hard right. labor right now because he took a propaganda poster off the wall from the hotel, and he's now in a labor camp. What? No, actually, he died. Oh, they killed him. No, no, he was sent home to America. Oh, that's the one that they, that was the one died. brain damage. But he was what? put in a labor camp. Then they yeah, put, they then that. they sent him home. But they sent him home pretty yeah. much, and he died like two days later. Yes, so because they knew me. he was going to die, so they got him out of their country yeah. before he died, so they couldn't have to say wouldn't have to say he died in North Korea. So the the beauty of our country, the shining light of that is America, is your ability to say extremely stupid shit about America and you're okay you're safe your children are okay your cat's okay and and that is something that I think all Americans take so far for granted it's it's crazy yeah I mean they get on this kick of patriotism which is like all right guys calm down so it's like we all love our country just we want certain things you know we all want it to be equitable you know and I think that's that's where we're headed with it and so you know that's I agree you know, hundred percent, and I think that if we all looked at it that way, then then we would all support each other. And you know, one of the major problems is that you have a person in government right now who is saying things that you know he shouldn't be saying because it violates the first. The First Amendment protects you from government oppression. No, I, it I, doesn't. I disagree. Well, that's it's so the government Trump, can't. Trump is saying dumb things. Because his First Amendment, uh, First Amendment rights protect him and allow him no, to no. say those he, dumb things. Except for the fact that when you are a, a member of the authority and you are a member of government, you are not allowed to say those things. Really? Where does it say that? That's the First Amendment. That's what the First Amendment no, is. Has he used the First Amendment or the Constitution or his power to enforce things on Kaepernick or anyone else that's Did he not tell rights? the owners to fire the people no, if they No, he said kneel? they should in his opinion. Okay, well, his opinion's Have not needed. Have they fired anyone? His opinion's agreed, not necessary. Agreed, agreed. He spoke out of turn. He's a ding-dong. Okay. The same as Kaepernick I love is a how you ding-dong. say ding-dongs, by Me the way. Too. No, it's such a beautiful word. I got to tell you, I figured, I found but ding-dong. But it, it makes it hard for you to... And now let's just take the fire chief in Pennsylvania who said really stupid things. How do you expect him to go battle fires if he thinks all black people are... are the N word, and he said that on Facebook. How do you? Yeah, I don't. I don't again, recall that. I don't. I don't well, know who he is. I mean, I'm just I, saying. I it's like when you're an authority and, and you're and in a government come up position. With a thousand examples. Of course, but right. you cannot say these things if you're in a government position. That is what the First Amendment protection is. I can have my opinion about you. I'm a private citizen. I can say and do whatever I want, just I, like you could say and do whatever you as want. As near as I could tell, Donald Trump is still a private citizen as well. And as near no, as, he's and, not. And as far as every, I'm sorry. As far as everyone has stated, the man hasn't done anything that's committing a crime, in terms of Kaepernick and all this other stuff. So he's still allowed to have an opinion. And the fact that he shoots his mouth off a little too rapidly has nothing to do with 
Well, we're going to uh, disagree on that. Okay. He's definitely uh, not a private citizen. He's the president of the United States. That's like the, the definition man, of not a private the citizen. The man at the top is still a private citizen. No. As far as my understanding of our country. Mm, no. He's a public <laughs> He's public servant. Okay. He's, he works well, we for, the, for the government. Kaepernick went into politics. Mm-hmm. And we agree, and yet we disagree. <laughs> Whatever, but we... It's a we, violent <laughs> agreement. We disagree of. over splitting hairs, and we, we agree in spirit but that's what, over the larger message. But isn't of, that what makes America awesome, is that we can agree on one thing and then right. agree, disagree in the very next breath and not, like, murder each other? Right. Well, who right? knows what's going to happen when we leave here? Just saying. I'm going to hug this guy and give him a big fat kiss on his face. From from behind? <laughs> If that's what you want, I was just going to do it from the front, but whatever. So sexual. It's always about the behind with you. And on that note, it's been great. (laughs) How about those Mets? Shut up. (laughs) Yankees are tied right now, by the way. Uh, I know the Patriots are tied with the Jets. And the Giants suck. Yeah. Uh, Fucking weird year, man. Weird year. 2017. So started a podcast. Started a podcast, and here we are, talking politics, saying things episodes. we probably shouldn't be saying. Yeah, I'll give people the, pr- the prelude in the beginning. Let them know. Oh, oh boy. disclaimer. Yeah, just hey, you know, towards the end we talk about politics. You could just close it right there. Thanks. As soon as you hear the words right. "ding dong" and Colin Kaepernick, right, right. just Set know it that it's not well, about so the hostess the, cupcake. Here's the thing on "ding dong." So if I'm yeah, just gonna throw out some, that out? I'm gonna throw out some other words that you could toss around at people and and this kind of goes back to like what lee and you said earlier that like i really am very reticent to really ever say anything negative about people Mm -hmm. but sometimes you know you need to express something to move everybody in the right direction and if there's a person that's in the way i don't want to call them like a common word might be like an ass or dickhead or you know something like that so the word did Ding dong is a really interesting word because it sounds friendly and fun. So you can call someone a ding dong. And generally, everyone doesn't even realize the full impact of the word until like like a couple hours later. So, so, yeah. so it's, 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 a, it's a lighter, easier word than being so in your face with you know, more descriptive words. Mm. Well, like there's it. different like levels. It. There's ding dong and then there's do to do. Do-to-do is a good word, too. I like do-to-do. do-to-do. I what about do-to-do. clown? Is clown okay? Clown's out there, yeah. Yeah, I've used clown before. Look at this clown. Yeah, I don't right. like clown. I don't like, yeah. Clown, no. I, I, Clowns I were cool until the movie hit, and now I'm fucking freaked out about a that do-to-do shit. do-to-do usually is referring to a woman. Are we in agreement no. with that? Really? No, not at all. I don't think oh, so. I feel like a do-to-do is a woman. I think it's just a spacey person. Yeah, it's a spacey person or like, you know, like some, yeah, yeah. In fact, I know a bunch of guys that are do-to-do's. Really? Yeah, mostly yeah. males. I, I, I a think a do-to-do is with males. Hmm. Look at that. Yeah. Yeah. That's why. But I, I, yeah, I see where you're coming from, but I don't know. I feel like you go both ways. Easy. Mm-hmm. So. Hmm. All right, you guys ready to wrap this fucker up? I thought we were done half an hour ago. <laughs> we were supposed to be done a half hour ago, and then Colin Kaepernick came up, and it all went downhill. Oh, there. boy. We just crossed in two hours and ten minutes. Yeah, we're going to edit this, right? Definitely. Nope. Oh, boy. Raw. <laughs> and uncut. Raw and uncut. <laughs> the old-fashioned way. That's not the Jewish way. <laughs> Go figure. Uncut. <laughs> and you guys are giving me a hard time this whole episode about all the jokes I'm making, and now you're just laying on with all the porn stuff, and it's me, right? Let's blame Jonathan. What did you say? Oh, the porn stuff? 
Yeah, whatever. Uh, when you well, it was funny. I was gonna make a joke, but you guys got really into it when you were saying like, "Oh, you know," or Josh was saying like, "Oh, you know," before you go to bed, like write down everything important. I'm like, I don't know. The only thing that's important, like when I'm going to bed, is just Pornhub. Pornhub, man. Browsers, all that good shit. Yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, I don't need to write it down though. I just Google it. it comes right. <laughs> it's up. not on your favorites. No, no, <laughs> no. God forbid somebody picks up my phone. I don't need them. To know. That's one of my favorites. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so how do people find all of you? <laughs> if you want, I don't think they want to. At this point, if you if they want to find you. Just search Jonathan Kreitzman. That's exactly. J-O-N-A-T-H-A-N-C-H-R-I-S-T-M-A-N. Jonathan Kreitzman. Man's a legend. Kreitzman. <laughs> I'll be right there on Facebook. You'll find me. <laughs> that's where I'll be. Yep, that's me, Jonathan Kreistman. Well, thank you for having me. I'm Jonathan Carroll, and you're not. Uh, Bradley and Parker, J. Carroll at Bradley-Parker.com. Happy to help with any insurance relative questions, and uh, thank you. No problem. And I'm Josh Christ. Christ- <laughs> Can't even say my own name right. Can't even say his last I'm name. I'm Joshua Kreitzman, and you can find me. I'm in my new favorite thing is Instagram. So if you want to find me on He's the I- Instagram, a lot. Hit me up on the IG. J Kreitzman seventy eight on Instagram. It's some funny stuff, some cool videos of me accounting for things and just generally being ridiculous and having a good time with my life. And uh, so J Kreitzman seventy eight, hit me up. Would love to get more followers so you can see you can't what I say that. see my life. You're not supposed to say that. Oh, you're not. Yeah, I want more followers. Oh, I don't want more Definitely followers. Not. No, you're just supposed to, you're just supposed to give yourself a selfless plug and you just hope for the best. Really. Yeah. That's stupid. I don't like those rules. Or you say like, oh, if you happen to find something interesting, you know, please follow me. No. Or you feel free to You know what? Fucking follow me or not. I don't, you know, even if you find it uninteresting, I don't care. Do whatever you want. How's that? Is that better? Do whatever you want. Send dick pics. No. (laughs) No. Don't do that. On that note, Lee Shuffman at Sandler.com. Actually, my uh, I'm a sales trainer for Sandler Training. I don't think I said that once. And nope. uh, my email is L-E-I-G-H dot S-C-H-U-C-K-M-A-N at Sandler.com. And you can find me on LinkedIn. I don't do really any of that Instagram stuff. So, Well, apparently so you're not weird. supposed to ask for followers, which I think is ridiculous. Well, That's I think point. LinkedIn is good for this, so. Yeah, I'm going, yeah, you can find I'm going for LinkedIn. If you want, send me pictures of ketchup that says send nudes or send foods. I like that. <laughs> didn't, I, didn't I send you a crumb cake? You did. I you loved sent me it. one too. <laughs> and I, and I, I loved it. it did you get a crumb cake? No, I never got a crumb cake. For I me. think I sent a crumb cake. Yeah. Wait, there's just been to a special. Here? Yeah. Like three weeks ago. We had a special request for the really? raspberry one, yep. by the way. Mm. FYI. Unless we got it and, those, and they ate it. Yeah, that's generally what happens to crumb cake. Yep, All especially right. this kind of crumb cake. It's oh, so freaking good. I'll just good. hope for the next time it comes around. Oh, that won't be next time. Don't worry. I'd like the raspberry Guaranteed. one next time. By the way, <laughs> for, forever. <laughs> Keep alone. saying it. Subliminal <laughs> <laughs> I want the raspberry. <laughs> All right, guys. Until next time. This has been a true pleasure. This might seriously be the last podcast Probably ever. Ever for all of right. us. Right. <laughs> the FCC <laughs> may get a hold of them. <laughs> All right, see you guys later. Peace. I'm going to keep the ending the same. Just please note the draft top is going to be, uh, the last day for the draft top is going to be October uh, the 13th. That is Friday the 13th of 2017.
Alrighty, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to the absolute and utter fucking chaos that was episode 50. Uh, if you've made it this far, thanks. Greatly appreciate you getting this far in the show. Um, I had an absolute blast. The uh, Covered a lot of shit, a lot of different topics. But I, overall, I had, a, I had a lot of fun. Uh, episode 50 was definitely one for the books. And uh, I am looking forward to the next uh, 50 episodes to, uh, to hit my next milestone of 100 episodes. And who, who knows what will happen from there. But definitely had a lot of fun between uh, 1 and 50. And even before I started the show, had a lot of fun. But super, super happy I did it. Um, had an unbelievable set of guests on tonight. Just And we were all good friends. We were messing around a lot. Uh, if you enjoyed the show... Please subscribe to it. Um, it greatly helps the show. And if you really enjoyed it, share it out and rate it. Rate it on whatever platform you use. Um, it helps just... It helps. It, actually, what it really helps is it helps the show be found. Um, and if you enjoy it, that means other people are probably going to enjoy it. So give it a good rating. It helps, helps people uh, find it. Share it out with your friends. Tell somebody about it. Actually, I challenge you to tell somebody about it. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to challenge you to tell somebody about it. Hop on your cell phone or your email or whatever it is and tell somebody about it. Um, with that being said, the website, the new website is is well live, BrutallyHonestPodcast.com. It's come quite a long way from the original. And on there, you can go to see the giveaway for the best beer drinking tool um, there is. It's called the Draft Top. Cuts off the top of the beer, makes it into... Uh, essentially a pint glass and because it does that it allows for a better drinking experience it's built really really well comes in three different three different woods uh bamboo mahogany and i forget what the last one is but it's just built well it has a bottle opener on it's cool you take it throw it in the cooler whatever it is throw it in your pocket take it to the party whatever just a cool little toy i really really enjoy it um so huge thank you to the draft top if you go under extras you can see the link for the giveaway um there to sign up for it and on the next note while we're on the topic of beer again um huge thank you to the hanging hills brewing company um up in hartford connecticut they sent me a hills pills pilsner and a ypa yellow pale ale and i gotta say that both their beers are fantastic um huge huge hugely uh impressed with their beers and huge thank you for them sending it down to me and it's not paid for anything like that um, they just sent it down for me. They heard about the podcast and in all honesty, it's some really good beer and they're 16 ounce cans. You don't really appreciate a 16 ounce can until you drink out of one. It's just, it's the perfect amount. I think a 12 ounce is just a little shy, but a 16 ounces is, is perfect. So a huge thank you to the Hang Hills Brewing Company for sending me down some, some delicious beer. And last but not least, a huge thank you to the nerds that care. Um, what the Nerds That Care is, is your third-party IT company. They are there for things when you when you own a company or you have people working for you. Um, and with that, you want your employees to work up to the, the best of their ability. And with that, you need the Nerds That Care. You should, you should, I shouldn't say you need the Nerds That Care, but you need an IT company that's willing to help and help them get over their hurdles and keep them productive in their office. At the end of the day, it's all about keeping your employees productive throughout the day so you can maximize the um, returns on your, on your business, um, whether it's both financially or success um, in general or getting a, getting a task done. Um, and they're there for, for other things. If you're, if you're a business owner and you need to sleep at night, 
you might need your data backed up. You're worried about somebody breaking in and stealing a laptop and an employee losing a, p- a piece of hardware that has sensitive information on it. You might need that laptop to be encrypted or that computer to be encrypted. So that way, if there is something that happens, you know, somebody can't get a hold of the data or if something happens inside the office, whether it's a catastrophic failure or something like that, your data is backed up to the cloud, whether it's a fire or somebody spills a drink on a computer or whatever it may be. That's that's the time that you really do appreciate having a, a, an IT company around and somebody like the nerds that care who are there actively seeking ways to make your business more efficient, better, and more secure so you don't have to worry about these things, so you can sleep better at night. So huge thank you to the nerds that care. Thank you so much for making it to episode 50. You guys have no idea how much it means to me that I've made it to episode 50. I would have never, uh, I didn't think I was going to have this much fun along the way. And I was a little curious at some points whether or not I was going to make it to 50, and I crushed it. At least I think so. So thank you so much. Subscribe to it if you enjoy it. Share it out with people. It helps tremendously. And I'm looking forward to continuing on a long path with you guys. 50 episodes in. I ain't stopping anytime soon. So with that said, um, looking forward to seeing you guys on episode 51 and after. All right, guys? Um, All right. Until then. Peace.